you got to do that with your most valuable clients. I mean, you watch the fire festival. I mean, that dude was willing to suck cock for water. I mean, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to keep your major clients, to keep your organizations running. I mean, those are your big clients. And, and I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask, ask Detroit how only focusing on one client paid off. When that fucking client leaves, your town is fucked. On today's Footy Corner, the panel gives their take on the Super League and its failure, along if they'd still be fans of their team if they joined the Super League. Jose out, Ryan Mason in, but who should be Spurs' next manager long-term? Jeff claims Canada is the best country in the world. Schalke fans chase squadron. And Joe Clinton is fully back, along with the typical comments and predictions next. And we are back on the footy corner. It's an emergency panel episode. We had a lot going on in the footy world this week. So it's really important just to get everyone together and discuss it. So let's go around. And, and everyone's here today, the entire panel, because it was such a big week. Um, so first, uh, we'll go ahead and I'll go kind of in the order here I see on my screen. Areen, how's everything going? Uh, everything is going great. <laughs> um yeah, just chilling, man. Um, obviously, the the Super League stuff was was bananas. Um, and let's just say um, before we go get into this, I get I got kicked out of the Chicago Liverpool supporters club group for my views on it. So, wait, what? I thought you were barely yeah. on social media these days. What happened? Did you say uh, you know. to someone? Oh yeah. <laughs> So are you going to cover it in the discussion? <laughs> Let's just say I told someone to meet me at Commissioner's Park and they weren't having any of it. <laughs> so you were kicked out of the group? <laughs> yeah. That's a, bit, that's a bit wild. That's a bit soft, in my opinion. It is what it is. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, Twitter, Facebook, that'll do it. It was a Facebook group, right? That's. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. I haven't. I, I don't know if I've seen someone kicked out of Facebook <laughs> in a long time. Uh, wow, that's bananas. So Facebook, fix yourself. Let's move on to uh, Brian. Brian, how's everything going for you? Things are going pretty good, other than the snow, the three inches of snow we got on Tuesday night. Ooh, yeah, which that, Johnny loved playing in. And then also, similar to Irene, I got kicked out of the uh, Reddit, <laughs> the soccer subreddit. So, so basically. <laughs> I have a bunch of, uh, it's like we're the Australia of England. I have a bunch of people that have gotten kicked out. <laughs> All the rejects are here. What happened to you? This happened six years ago or something when you guys had yep. your first iteration of the pod and I tried to promote it on the soccer subreddit. I posted it like twice and then people were like, the mods were like, no, you can't do that. You're banned for life. <laughs> so now oh, it's that's respect. That's respect. Yeah. Little did they know this pod would oh. take off into being a, uh, a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> on Apple Basically, we got a bunch of Russian bots on here right now. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We've we've come a long way from our um, what, what was it? Sound SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yep. Yeah, we've come a long Which way. It's still SoundCloud. relevant today. I mean, you're, if you're making house music, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with house music, man. House music no, listen, listen. Jeff has schooled us all in the the merits of EDM, not EDM, house music. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Big difference. I know now. now yeah. I know now. 
So that's the perfect transition to go up north to Canada. Jeff, how's everything going over there? Everything's shit. <laughs> Wait, didn't you just get your first dose of the vaccine? Yeah, I did. So I'm happy about that. Everything else sucks. Oh, what's going on there? What's happening? So everything sucks everywhere. Everything's closed. Can't do anything. Things are pretty open in America, man, right now. So it's pretty great over here right now. I'm not going to lie. Shake Shack just opened right down the road from me. We got a bad case of the variants. Oh, gosh. Bad case of not vaccinating anyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we, we got that fixed. But the, okay. we, we're, just, we're just getting slammed with the variants. I was going to say, this goes pretty nasty. Against, completely against what you posted on Twitter, Jeff, about Canada being the number one country. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> a free healthcare and getting you vaccinated. What's going on there, brother? I am vaccinated. Say that to your friends in Manitoba, man. <laughs> Trust me, COVID doesn't want to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Winnipeg, even including deadly viruses. Not even the Super League, huh? So no. uh, we'll go to uh, Steve. Steve, how's everything going with you? Man, we are knocking on baby door right over here. Mm-hmm. It's coming any day now. So almost time. Yeah. Just enjoying sleep, while, enjoying sleep while it lasts, you know? What day do you predict it'll have? Not the due date. What do you predict based on that? Uh, I'm going to say probably 10 days from now. Okay. Oh, wow. That is really soon. You were looking at your watch and I got a little worried. I was like, wait, does that mean like tonight? Like what's happening no, here? No, I was looking to see what day it was. <laughs> The due date was originally set for May 25th, but right. uh, every time they went in, they, they were saying she was measuring early. So we're, uh, we'll be 36 weeks next week, and wow. that's essentially full term. And mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know if See, it's a boy is- or a girl? No. Uh, if it's a boy, you should name him Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to punch my own kid in the face just for his own name, all right? And I, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't suggest something like Phil Foden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that my kid to get well. at school for his face either. <laughs> that haircut. Nikhil is here and back in the panel. Nikhil, how's everything going for you? It looks nice. Mr. Dogecoin himself, Nikhil. <laughs> Things have been uh, okay. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy work-wise, but uh, otherwise okay. I've been trying mm-hmm. to catch up with all the madness that Super League brought about. Um, glad Liverpool is doing slightly better, not not all the way good yet, but yeah, excited to be here. There we go. Yeah. So well we'll just we'll just jump right into it because I feel like this will be like the show. Like majority of the show will probably be about the Super League. So what I decided to do instead of just asking a bunch of random questions about it, I'm gonna kind of break down the timeline. I, I actually wrote a little narrative today based on what I recall. And if I missed anything, you guys can mention the discussion. So I'll, I'll break the narrative down. I'll ask one question and I'm sure that'll open the door and we'll just, we'll just burst out, you know, discussing everything. So it started really to break on Sunday, right? On, on the 18th of April here, we all, uh, I just gotten done watching Arsenal Fulham, uh, you know, maybe midday for us here in America and nighttime in, in Britain news breaks that, you know, you're getting some the English clubs, the big six, uh, every club that is supported by people on this podcast were a part of this 
Uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, and Tottenham agreed to join the Super League with the likes of Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and Real Madrid from La Liga. We had AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus from uh, Serie A. And three unnamed teams, right, to start a European Super League. That Super League would rival the Champions League. Uh, it'd be a 20-team league with two groups of 10 all playing each other and creating some sort of a playoff format to determine the champ. Uh, they would, you know, they said it would be open to five teams every year to kind of come and join them. Now, the big grab about this is they'd get loads of money um, each year for being in this. Uh, you know, people got pretty upset because it's somewhat closed. Fifteen of the teams are always determined every year, uh, not depending really on merit. This was pushed by, as we know, Florentino Perez uh, of Real Real Madrid. Um, it, it was kind of being rumored at, at the beginning at that time. Now, after the news broke. Each Premier League team released a Twitter statement confirming that they were joining the Super League. And then that's when the fans started to become outraged and you just go on Twitter and, and Facebook or whatever social media, see all this going down. You got Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher uh, on Sky bashing the idea, bashing the owners behind it. Um, and then on the other hand, you had some people wondering, well, who are the other teams going to be? You know, could it be Bayern Munich, PSG, Borussia Dortmund, Ajax? So you had a lot of shit kind of going down Sunday we go to bed Sunday, and on Monday, one by one, each uh, kind of member of the European Club Associate, uh, they they kind of, you know, these are people that worked with UEFA. Is Ed Woodward, uh, Andre Agnelli of, of Juventus, their president. Um, they kind of start dropping out of UEFA's, like, head group of people. Um, their president, UEFA president Alexander Seferin, who, did you guys know this, is uh, the godfather of Andre Agnelli's daughter i think right so that's his goddaughter is that what it is or is yep. it the other way around his daughter andre agnelli is the godfather of his daughter i should say sorry no other so way that, around other way around andre andre agnelli's daughter's godfather is Seferin. yes so that's wild so he comes out and calls agnelli a liar um he and infantino condemn the super league say that players would be banned from participating in the world cup in euros while all this happens, Liverpool has to head to Elon Road where Leeds are waiting for them, warming up in shirts that say UCL, earn it, football is for the fans. Uh, I felt really bad for Jurgen Klopp because he basically was the first manager that had to face, uh, you know, all these questions about it. And he's like, I don't know what the hell's going on, right? You know, kind of asked the owners in a respectful way, um, saying he has no idea what's happening. Um, Post-match, you got people saying a lot of things. Then you got Patrick Bamford. Uh, quoted as saying, it's amazing the amount of opera that comes into the game when somebody's pockets are getting hurt. It's a shame it's not like that with racism. You have uh, Norway's manager, Stale uh, Solbakken. So shout out Mikhil for sharing this one. Uh, in recent years, Juventus have been knocked out by Lyon, Porto, and Ajax in Champions League. Why the fuck should they be in such a tournament then? Tottenham and Arsenal are probably not among the 20 to 30 best teams in Europe. Um, Monday night then, uh, Florentino Perez he like gets on the radio and starts kind of talking about what the league will entail. Why, you know, this is the only time we get an explanation uh, of, of what's kind of going on, why it's going to happen. Um, he mentions a few things. Marco released that there will be a salary cap in the super league. Clubs can only spend 55% of their revenue on salaries. Refs will be equipped with body microphones to explain all their decisions to fans in a loud manner. Perez then was quoted as saying, football must evolve like everything in life. Football has to adapt to the times we live in now, is losing interest. TV rights are decreasing. 
We wanted to do the Super League. The pandemic has given us urgency. Now we are all ruined in football. Football has lost interest in fans. These 12 clubs have fans everywhere. We need to adapt to the younger generations that are less interested in the game. We need to understand why. 40% of young people aren't interested in football because there are too many games of low quality and we had to adapt. Uh, then I'm almost done getting to the end of this conclusion here. April 20th is the, the big D-Day for the league, I guess. Um, as Chelsea are kicking off against Brighton, there are fans in the streets. They're blocking buses from, from coming in. You have Petr Cech coming out and yelling at fans to calm down at Stamford Bridge just to let buses through, saying it will be sorted. Uh, that morning, you had Pep Guardiola do a press conference that said sport is not a sport when the success is guaranteed. Side note, even though his club has spent 920 million euros since 2016. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you talk in a second, Jeff. I know. Just before kick, uh, kickoff, then, there's buzz that Chelsea is preparing documentation to withdraw from the Super League. Man City then becomes the first club to officially bow out. And slowly and surely, we see all the clubs kind of, uh, you know, agree, make statements uh, on, on their, you know, sites to different various degrees. Some apologized. Some, you know, said that they kind of were not always fully aboard, that the fans matter, this and that. Um, and I guess it looks like the Super League is pretty much dead, though you still have Perez, Barcelona, and Juve maybe still thinking it might kind of be on. Uh, you have Ed Woodward resigning, <laughs> saying he'll resign at the end of 2021, but that was apparently going to happen anyway. And now you're seeing all these fans trying to kick out these American owners, John Henry at Liverpool, Joe Glazer at Man United, and Stan Kroenke at Arsenal. There, I know in there there's a Jose firing. We'll talk about that after all this nonsense. But my one question after all this stuff happened, you could fill in some blanks that I that I left out because there was a lot. If your teams had joined the Super League, would you still be a fan of that team? Because I heard a lot of people say they would. And I want to go to Jeff first because you changed your Facebook picture to Stockport County. Yes, I did. Yeah. So uh, I, I would be, if they joined the league, I would be done with them until they got new owners and were out of the league. Okay. Like, the whole thing was gross. Mm-hmm. Like it was like you walked in on like a button your on your girlfriend with another guy. <laughs> like it was <laughs> like it was just it was just like you found out this big secret that they had been plotting. Sorry? You would have been a Stockport fan. Yes, Stockport. Uh it's in Manchester, and Stockport is where Phil Foden is from. Okay. Um, plus, Steve Nash's brother played for them. Okay. So there's now, my Canadian connection. <laughs> there you go. Now, before I get to other people asking that question, I just have one little thing to get to, and I'm sure it'll come up. How would this have been different for you versus what happened in Manchester City when the Sheik came in? Explain to the listeners. They became sorry. The, so when, say the question in, again? when that influx of money came in, because yeah. this, this was a money grab, money. Yeah, grab. yeah. You know, more so than trying to really seclude the other teams, it was to get all this money in. So, how does this any different, in your opinion, than when the Sheik took over Manchester City? Well, it's not different. But the crazy thing was, the, the crazy thing for me is like Manchester City didn't need to do this. Like, and I think that's why, and neither does Chelsea. I think that's why Chelsea and City were the last to get on board. But I think 
Chelsea and Man City were naive, were the two naive teams in this. I think they just thought they're getting all these calls from Barcelona and Real Madrid, and they're just like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. Like, like it's not a big thing because they're so detached from the, the everyday. So it's clear to you kind of they just but, didn't want to be left out. Yeah, they were. I just think, yeah, this is what, oh, this is what we're doing now. Oh, great, on so, board. So I don't that, think they, I don't think they put a lot of thought into it. Whereas so, I think that it's it's become clear the two biggest culprits in this are uh, Man U and uh, Liverpool. Like I in, think they in, in English football. Yeah, in English football. In English football. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll I'll come to Jeff's defense for a second here though, because like what there there well here's the thing is like there is a big difference between the Super League and being the and Man City being bought by the Sheik, <clears throat> because yes you can buy you can buy your way to the Prem if you're a low level team, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't necessarily just as you've seen, you, you can't buy champions leagues. You can't buy, you can, you can buy yourself into the competition for it, but your team still has to win. You still have to be coached and play to win. And that's why, although it is not perfect competition, it's competition still. Okay. And that's still why there's the, the beauty in leads, a 10 man leads beating man city. Like, but the I don't know the thing that pisses me off about Liverpool and to answer your question, Ashton, I wouldn't follow. As I, I would probably still watch games for here and there, but I wouldn't follow as closely because the thing that pisses me off the most is like the the La Liga teams, especially Barcelona and Real. They are doing this because they had to. Mm-hmm. They're going bankrupt they they're the way they do business is so fucking stupid that they are going bankrupt and they have to do this to stay afloat and that's why they think they're saving football because they are saving their clubs from their own business practices but they're gonna have lifestyle creep as soon as they start getting that money and they're just gonna start spending it on players again going higher and higher And they're going to go fucking bankrupt again, where the thing that pisses me off is Liverpool and Man United are doing this out of greed. Granted, their owners are owners of these teams are these hedge fund managers who their entire job, their life is dedicated to First, protecting the money they have. And second, getting as much of a return on their money as fucking possible. Mm -hmm. And they don't give a shit about these clubs as long as the return that they get is from it. They, the only time it ever comes out as far as like looking like they care about the team is because they realize that passionate fans buy merchandise Mm -hmm. and show up and will pay fucking exorbitant prices for tickets and so they realize they can just fucking you know give a statement saying that they believe one thing and oh liverpool fans will fucking love them and it's all fine 
but it's a fucking money grab. And that's the thing that pisses me off so much. I mean, I, I can't be too mad because I've only really recently started becoming a fan, but you know, before com- becoming a fan, I researched like, okay, what do I, I thought about, okay, what do I care about in sport? What draws me to the teams that I root for now? And it's, you know, the community aspect, the, there's a little bit of style of play there's, <clears throat> but it's, there's so much involved with like it. You, I did research on the clubs and what the fan bases were like and things like that. And it's clear that these managers don't look into any of that kind of shit, especially like a manager like Kroenke. And, you know, it comes out more and more looking at that, that, you know, Arsenal fans talking about, he doesn't fucking go to games. He's never been to, he's been to, he comes to London like, you know, five times a year and it sure as shit ain't to go to a game. He doesn't give a fuck about the club. He, he's proven that with other clubs that he owns. He doesn't give a fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually rumored that because um, he's an L- he's a bit he's big into his LA Rams. It was rumored that one time he went to a game and didn't know which color Arsenal was wearing. Um, <laughs> but but that said, I know you know we're sticking with Liverpool here, Nikhil. I know you are very strongly on the same side that Steve is on. Do you have any anything to add to that, or, or you know, would you have been a fan still? Um, would that sign behind you still be up there? Uh, to be honest with you, it would be. It would still be up there. Yeah, I think I think I would still be a fan. And uh, I agree with Jeff and Steve about the aspect about that it was done very poorly. I totally agree with them. Like, the fans weren't considered. This was very disrespectful to a lot of people. I totally get that. But on the same hand, uh, on the other hand, I think it something like this needs to happen for soccer to evolve. And it was, there were similar objections raised when the Premier League was formed. Like the Premier League was the same thing. The big five split up and they decided to form their own league. And then they had to do, they had to like hold talks with the FA and things like that. So in real my quick, mind. Real quick. You know what the original yeah. proposed name was for the Premier League? Super League. No, the Super League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unreal. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, no. so I, would, I would still, I would still support them. Um, I would not be happy with the management, but then again, I don't think anybody, I mean, other than, unless you're a fan of, let's say, City or Chelsea to some extent right now, not everybody is 100% with their uh, ownership at any point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned the, and before I get to Ari in here, you mentioned the Super League that was originally formed or the Premier League with those five clubs. So before we move into it, I, all I have to say is fuck Everton because they <laughs> were all so holy and they're like, you better punish these teams to the maximum. Bitches, you did this in 1992. Don't sit <laughs> here and act like you haven't done something like this before Everton. And, you know, that I don't need to hear it from that bunch. But uh, but anyway, I, that was my little mini soliloquy on Everton. I'm going <laughs> to bring Arine into the mix because I, I have an idea of how he thinks about it. So I'm ready to hear your side. What's up, boys? Um, so initially it sounded like a wild idea, but, um, those, those super, first of all, let's, let's let it be known that the European cup that was invented, I think like 50 years ago was strongly opposed 
similar to this idea, maybe not on a bigger scale, but but majority were against it. And look how much of a, a success it's been. Now we have Europa League, Champions League, and think of how many moments that's created. Um, and I, I, I understand it's a money grab, but let's not forget what brings, like, yeah, Man City is an example. PS, uh, I don't know about PSG. I mean, like, these teams that kind of had financial takeovers, if you want to put it in FIFA terms, look at how much they've done. Look at how much they've, it's no, it's not, <laughs> I understand people are like, it's not a business. It's not a business. You American capitalist. Look, I understand. Yeah, I'm American. Yeah, I'm a capitalist. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, fuck socialism. I, that's my, I, I'm sorry if I offend anyone by saying that, but that's just my views. Um, I think you should get what you, what you produce. And there's no doubt in my mind, these big clubs are getting shafted um, with, with revenue and in, in their, in their own respective leagues and in European play. Let's, I mean, I think that's a fair assumption to make and you can look at the TV ratings like Perez said, when Milan plays Barcelona, when Liverpool plays um, Inter, like the it's it gets quadruple the views as um, as a Real Madrid against um, Midgetland from Denmark. You know what I mean? It's just it's not appealing to the people. I don't want to watch that. Like let's be honest. And and same thing with the Premier League when Tottenham's playing Art are, are well, that's a rivalry when, when Tottenham's playing. Chelsea, I want to watch that. When Arsenal's playing Manchester United, I want to watch that. I don't want to watch Brighton against even if it's like Liverpool against Brighton. I'd rather watch the other games than Brighton against Liverpool. You know what I mean? It's just straight because you want to watch quality players, and that's what money does. Yes, it's a money grab, but let's not forget what money does. Look at what look at what City and Chelsea have done with those financial takeovers. They've not only brought in just insane talent that revolutionized Premier League soccer, brought in Drogba, brought in all, look at City's lineup. They're so fucking, like, their their team is so fluid and, and it's, it's insane. And then their academies, like, look at how many players their academies produce. Like, Real Madrid and Barcelona, they, they have so much money, but La Masia, Real Madrid's academy, like, that's what they're, no, like, they do so much for soccer, not just yeah, we're just going to put out a starting 11. There's so many of these players that come out from these systems and you don't even know it until you look at the Wikipedia and you're like, oh shit, like this guy that that's on Brighton, like he's an academy product of Chelsea. Like that money, yes, it's a money grab, but that money is not just going into Perez's pocket. It's being used for other stuff. That That's how I looked at it. And then that's how, that's how it's been. Like, and, and the proof is in the players and in the team success. Let's look at like, Ever since I've followed soccer, I'm 26, okay? The same fucking people have won the fucking titles, guys. The past 25, like, we're, we're considering the Super League teams. In the past 25 years, it's been one of the fucking Super League teams winning that Premier League. In La Liga, the past 17 years, it's three teams. In Germany, even, your little fan base owned little thing that's supposed to bring the opposite of just a super team. It's the same fucking Bayern Munich every year. And if not them, it's dormant. Last 13 years, it's one of those two. Italy, 21 fucking years. We see the same winners. It's, it's, it's predicted, right? Like, it's the same shit. And, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's and City. It, the Premier League is City's league the past. I don't care if Liverpool won it the last year. Uh, it, it's City's league the past five, six years. 
Liverpool got lucky, but not, not necessarily lucky. I mean, they played fantastic, but City had a lot of injuries last year. What I'm saying is it's been City's league the past five years, and it's going to be City's league the next 10. Same thing with Bayern Munich in Germany. Same thing with Juve, Inter, and AC in the next 10 years. I don't care how much in depth they are. You're not going to see Fiorentina win La Liga. I'll put my life savings on that. Okay? Like, let's be real. So what do we want? Let's fucking make a new challenge that will make people interested and cut that discrepancy in Champions League. Because right now you have PSG, Bayern, the top six, the, the Super League teams are the same teams dominating Champions League. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, like, really what I'm missing here. It's the same shit every year in Champions League. I haven't seen, yeah, yeah, you get that. You get, oh, by the way, that, that stat about the Premier League, that, yeah, Leicester won it one of those years. Okay, awesome. Good yeah, so for let's them. make sure that never happens again. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, you want me to be honest? Like, it's, it's like the NFL. Look, I understand. It's not American. Yeah, okay, cool. But how about this? It's like, yo, let's get a fucking college team to go play in the, in the NFL. Like, oh, it's for the game. It's awesome. You get to see these guys play against no because they're gonna get smashed bro like that's not good that's not i watch soccer for the soccer man i don't look i'm i i don't necessarily like you know what i mean if i wanted to watch it for other reasons i'd be i'd be going to fire games they're like yeah look i want to like if you want to mess with your community just go to church bro like get a dog if you want a friend like i watch soccer for the soccer and i want to see the best players and I want to see Liverpool play. Bar- People are like, I don't want to see Liverpool play Barcelona or Real Madrid every week. I, I you know, what, dude, fuck that. I'd rather see Messi than fucking McGoldrick every week. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I want to see that, bro. Like, why not? That's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's a money grab, but it trickles down. Like, no, it, no, oh my no, god, no, oh my god. No. Okay. So, so the no. people that want to see McGoldrick play their team instead of Messi. Speak Listen, up. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But if you want to, if you want to find, all right. First off, trickle down economics does not work. Uh, second off, if you want to find, if you want to get more evenly matched competition on a regular basis, there is one proven way to do that, and that is the American sports model of salary caps. It's been proven. Okay. Look, look at Major League Baseball up until, you know, the last couple of years was dominated by the Yankees. <clears throat> and here's the thing. You look at, like, the top most valuable sports franchises. I, I, if you look at the top 20, there might be there might be three soccer franchises in there. Probably Madrid, Barcelona, and uh, Man United. It is, I mean, I guarantee the number one is the Cowboys. And this is an American sport. We're not, we're not even breaking into the world. And it's Mm -hmm. most valuable because in the salary cap forces, forces these businesses, because that's what we're going to look at them at. Their sports franchises, their businesses, it forces them to say, okay, we might not be even. We might not be equal, but we have to at least compete on an equal footing based off of how much we can spend on players. If you want to make it a global game, it's still going to end up with a few teams. 
you're going to put, you're going to put these massive teams in there. The, the, the most valuable teams, you'll put these six, eight, 10, whatever it ends up being. And there's going to be three to five teams that are competing for not even five. It'll be probably three to four teams that are really competing for it every season. Again, it's just, it's just narrowing the competition field. Like Spurs, Spurs would be the Sheffield of yeah. that, yeah. of that Here, league. Every here's year. what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I say do promotion relegation. I, I say, figure out a way to do that in this super league. Like, so if you can get promoted to the Super League, you get that fucking big payday. And let me tell you, that that money helps the Manchester United, the Liverpools, the um, the Barcelonas compete with the PSGs. Because PSG and Man City don't need that money. That money doesn't help them as much as it helps those teams that are just below them financially. If anything, it creates more of a competition in my honest you know, opinion. So that, problem with that is, you know, Erling Holland. <laughs> yeah. I've got a problem with it because promotion relegation is when it comes to coming into the prem, coming into champions league, coming into Europa, it doesn't help real time. The money coming into a team, it doesn't help their team for, you know, three to five years. You know, look at any like Leicester when they when they won when they won the league and made it to Champions League the next year. Didn't they? Did they remind? Correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't make it very far. No, they made it further than any other English team that year. Actually, (laughs) they made it to the quarterfinals. Bad example. But they finished 14th in the league. Okay, and that's that's the thing. Like it it didn't help them real time. Their team got stripped for parts because they didn't have the money on hand to afford that. So these teams are going to get promoted to the super league and they're going to get curb stomped by the super league and they're going to get sent back down. And then they, they're going to have to slowly try to reinvest in the team, but they're not going to be able to fucking do it. It's, it doesn't work. So it works is these teams who are able like wolves and shit like that, where they're able to even wolves are having a tough time two years on once the players age out, you get lucky. You get lucky. <clears throat> yeah, but this stuff is happening in general regardless. You tell me why the champions of Portugal, FC Porto, have their captain stripped to them and willing to go to the Premier League, a Premier League team that's seventh or eighth, Ruben Neves. I mean, it's, it's already happening. There is already it, – it, I mean, like, you're arguing something that's already going on right now. Like, everyone's coming to the Premier League. Why? Because that's where the money is at. Listen, I, I get it. My my point being, they have to, if they really want true competition, they're going to have to implement a salary cap, and that's the only way that these owners are going to be okay with equaling out the playing field. Because if you tell if you tell Man United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, all these teams that there's a different way that they have to compete on an equal playing field. They're not going to fucking want to do it unless you tell them that there's a salary cap that they can only spend to, because that keeps the money in their own fucking hands. Isn't, isn't that what financial fair play is supposed to be? Like, yeah, and you know, like, who, are we, who are we expecting? <laughs> like we're expecting UFO. You're we expecting FIFA to really be able to impose this. That's exactly. But, but the last fair play was in prison for salary cap without a salary cap. That's that's the problem. 
they it's just semantics at that point, right? Like, like you, you may call it FIFA Fair Play, you might call it salary cap, but it's the organization that you're expecting to be able to impose this is corrupt right at the root base. Yeah, so but you're expecting them to be. Yeah, here's the difference. F- financial fair play, the model was set up to say, okay, you can only spend on your team, on your business, like the, the actual team aspect, what is brought in from the team revenue. You can't sit there and take a ton of money in from the outside world and throw it into buying players. A salary cap is going to say, you can spend whatever the fuck you want on the team, but you can only spend $100 million on your players per year on a, like a salary basis. That, that's not something you can go to FIFA and blame, blame, blame FIFA or UEFA for being corrupt because you can look at the numbers and say, listen, man, you, you, can, you can afford Messi and pay him $100 million a year but then you can only buy a few shit other players. So you have to look at it as a more. I mean, how about the MLB though? Huh? How about the MLB though? I mean, they don't have a fixed salary cap necessarily like hockey or I, I don't know if the MLS has something like that, but like they don't have a fixed salary like that. And but, I mean, sure. There are those super rich teams like the Yankees and stuff, but I mean, you can look at it. I mean, the Astros winning it and I mean, they've been different winners in, in baseball. Yeah, because, well, you could you could argue that Moneyball got into it. And the fact that it is not as big of a sport. They're huge teams, which you – the studies involved with, like they, – they've done studies about what are quote-unquote skill sports versus quote-unquote luck sports. And teams with – massive amounts of players involved in every game tend to be codified as quote unquote luck sports where mm-hmm. teams like tennis is a quote unquote skill sport because you can look at what impact each player has on a manageable scale where you look at a hockey team and you could put Sidney Crosby on a shit ass team and he can still only make a minor impact to that. Well, not necessarily a minor impact, but he can make a manage minor impact on the team where you put LeBron on any team in the league and they're going to at least make the playoffs. Like this, this, that's the difference where with soccer, it's still big enough where you can, you have to, you have to force the, in my opinion, you have to force the teams to spread the money. Right. And but work see, within the same confines. I, I just I don't see another I, way at this point. I do agree with you partly, but like here here's the issue with that. Even with the salary cap, the American leagues in the sport that you in the sports that you're talking about are still one of the richest leagues in the world. The NFL, the NBA. Now, if you think about it in the same way and start imposing a salary cap on the Premier League or let's say all of the leagues under the UFL uh, umbrella, what's stopping the best players to actually leave and go play in China instead. Like, why we'll have so many more hugs. We'll have so many more... Uh, Oscar. I don't know. Oscar, yeah. Yeah. Like, th- there's going to be so many more players who are not going... Like, there's no incentive for them to play in the Premier League anymore because they're going to get paid so much more in the Chinese League or in any other league that they go to. I, and... So, <clears throat> I think... I, I understand what you're saying, but I think money 
is only at best half of what these guys look at when they're looking at where to go play. They look at the culture. They look at, and I'm not saying that's high on the list, but the culture, they look at the competition and the stage that they're going to be playing on. If you told, if you told Messi that he could go play in China for triple the amount of money that he's making right now, he's not going to fucking do it. But, I'm not but, talking, if, but if, that's that's an established player. I'm talking about maybe let's say a 16-year-old Messi, or like I'm talking about young talent that's coming up right now. Like, what's the incentive for them to? Well, because they want to play on the stage, man. They don't. They don't listen. If if someone tells you, if someone told you right now, <clears throat> you could play a rotation play. You can play rotation, still make five million dollars a year playing for Liverpool. Or you could go play, get paid $10 million a year for Stockport. Stockport. Play, <laughs> and play in the fucking championship. I'm being serious. League two. I'm taking Stockport. I'm getting 10 mil. I'm making double that. <laughs> Bro, I've, I've, look, I've grown up. I hated Raheem Sterling. I hated all those guys for trouble hunting. But, dude, I, I, <laughs> I see money's worth nowadays. And well, I see... How much they can get shafted by their clubs the minute they start sucking. Their fans will turn on them. The whole culture, everyone will just turn on them. They'll transfer them, do whatever. So you get your why, money. You want to know, you know why you're – why you, 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 do you want to know why that's dumb as hell? Why? why that is, is incredibly stupid? Because Ronaldo makes more from Instagram ads than he does playing soccer. Okay. But it's playing soccer that gave him that opportunity. Yeah, but do you? But it's playing soccer for Real Madrid. That gave. Yeah, you think you think playing for soccer? Like, it's it's the stage that that provides that. So can we? Okay, but can we agree though that um, you're saying that okay, this new league comes apart. The same three teams are going to win it regardless, right? That's what you're saying. If that happens. And they're going to be teams that get shit pumped week in and week out. Yeah. But that's and and we're can we agree that we're pretty much seeing that in the Premier League? Well, yeah, I, so not really in every very, every major league, it's been very but, competitive this year. Is is the I mean, Super but, League? Like, is the Super League supposed to replace domestic leagues for these teams? No, or is no. It, it was to, it was it was supposed to be a Champions League type competition, right? Yeah, so so then going back to Afton's original question, if the Super League went through and Chelsea stayed in the Premier League, I would still support Chelsea because I don't see a difference between the Super League and Champions League, to be honest. There well, is yeah, you have you have well you have to earn it in the Champions League. True, true. That and yes, that is a that is a part that I don't like. Because the reason I got into soccer in the first place was the whole promotion, relegation, Champions League, all that that aspect of it. The um, just any team can can make it. You know, Leicester can have a miracle year, or whatever. And I, I love that. I love the possibility for the stories. And you know, I, I get Irene's point of wanting to see Real Madrid against Juventus every week versus Real Madrid against like Malaga or whoever the fuck. But 
if this new competition is replacing Champions League, it's it's still this. You're still going to get Real Madrid against Malaga, and you're still going to get Real Madrid against Juve. The only difference now is that these clubs are in control versus UEFA. And I'm not saying I, I prefer the clubs being in charge. I, I, I don't know. In, in terms of being a fan, though, I'm still going to watch Chelsea in the Premier League because that's the one I care about. Well, and, and here's another thing that, that gets, I think, passed over. The quality of soccer is going to drop. You're adding another, and, you're adding another competition to an already packed ass schedule. We've, we've talked countless times on this podcast about how we've, we spend aside from Jeff, everyone spends so much money every fucking month getting different subscription services to watch our teams in the, you're not on the, you're not on the footy corner account for all those. Streams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got invited. We done that. We all but, share. <laughs> but we already, we already see our teams like, as soon as Man City basically guaranteed the fact that they're winning the Prem, they're putting – it doesn't matter that they lost to Leeds. It doesn't fucking matter. So they rotate their teams to make sure that they were fresh for the Champions League. And they're going to have to do the same shit even more. So we're going to see shittier players and shittier players. No, this, this replaces their domestic league play. That's what I'm under the assumption on. So oh. it's it's not you're removing. No, but I think that's what would happen because the leagues would kick them out. I'm saying yeah. the leagues kick them out. So this takes over. The, and I'm look, I'm I'm saying I'm for that, because even if you're getting the same winners, I think you're still getting just. You're just getting better players at a more competitive field. Like if you look at injuries in the Premier League, I think. 80 in the top six teams, I think it was like 80 or 90% of the injuries always come against a, like a bottom 10 side. Like that's, it ruins, like you look at Eden Hazard, like what a fucking play. Like he was one of my favorite players to have, like watch ever. And Jose Mourinho called it that like, you know, people keep hacking them. These, these teams keep hacking them and you're not going to see Eden Hazard anymore. Well, guess what? Right now he's at a steakhouse at Real Madrid because he's injured. He can't do shit because these teams, because and when you match them against, quality that's willing to press that's willing to play with you which you will get in this top league i you, you you don't get that in the premier league jeff we saw it jeff and Nikhil, we saw this last year and or not jeff, steve and nick i mean jeff you see you've probably seen it every goddamn year that these teams just stay back for 90 minutes and do whatever they can for a nil nil and and that's that's not that's not soccer man like i mean I, it is but that's not the soccer that we fell in love with. It's it's just not. I mean, so I, I love a rainy night in Stoke. <laughs> if, 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 if I best. don't, I, I don't. love them. I love them. If the if yeah. the Super League is supposed to uh, replace yeah, the Walcott about league. that, Aaron Ramsey, <laughs> Ryan Shawcross is a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're gonna get those injuries in Premier League. You won't get those in top competition, and you have these respectable clubs that that can, can actually compete with each other talent-wise. Do you, know, do, you know do you know what happens when two amazing teams play each other? Zero, yeah, zero ties. Zero, zero <laughs> ties all the time. Yeah, how many times did Liverpool and Man City play to a zero, zero draw? Exactly. Oh, so you agree? It's a lot. <laughs> oh, it is? No, I mean, not the ones I remember. 
I mean, I watched <laughs> Liverpool last year, like try forcing, like they had one nils, two nils because teams would just stay back. It was so annoying. It was, it's boring. I don't so want to Liverpool's going to do that against Real Madrid because Liverpool no, they won't. No, they, I don't think they would. Cause you have the talent to match them. So you got to oh, go yeah. for it. Like, Not every like, year. like Arsenal, like Arsenal. With the money, they'd be no able offense, to bring in. No talent. offense to Afshin, but like I mean, look at early Holland. Only Afshin, do you think do you think they 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 should be in that group? So I'll answer I'll answer the question actually to my my own question. Would I still root for Arsenal if all this happened? Absolutely, I would. Uh, the reason for that. So here's my my interpretation: is that this was going to replace Champions League, uh, and and I know that there were these threats that Premier League would kick these teams out. This would kick this team. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna end up doing that. No one was gonna kick anybody out because they need them. The Premier League needs the teams. They can't just kick them out. What are they gonna do without them, right? Uh, same thing with La Liga. Same thing with Serie A. They need those teams. They were. That was a. That was a complete tactic. They were not gonna kick anybody out. Uh, I also think that the uh, statement about leaving players out of the World Cup, out of the uh, Euros, that's asinine too. That was not gonna happen. <clears throat> UEFA is not going to stop uh, Kylian Mbappe from playing in the Euros because, you know, say PSG joined or he, he goes on to, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona. They're not going to stop him from playing on their big stage because he plays for one of these teams. So here, here, speaking as an Arsenal fan, I would root for them. And I'd be like, you know what? Now it's our turn to, to be able to buy Erling Holland, to be able to buy Kylian Mbappe, to be able to buy the next big guy. He's not buying shit. Because we he's not buying shit. If he, if he has all that money, you never know. I, I mean, he bro's got money. He's not spending. Wait, time out. The last couple games: Liverpool and City, four one, one one, four nothing, three one, two one, one two three nothing, four three. I, I don't see zero zero. Arine's caught up with the pod and did his research. <laughs> no, because that's because yeah, because I did not. Because I mean, I watch these games. Like I don't, I don't. There's like maybe one, there's one zero to one score. Like I don't, I don't agree with that. I think these teams would legit compete with each other. And it's the same thing again, the Premier League, just teams would actually play soccer. Like I don't want to see a team. Okay. Continue. Sorry. sorry. So (laughs) as I'm saying, I would be thrilled because, well, here's how Arsenal operates. Arsenal operates a hundred percent revenue is put into the team. Now, if they join this league, that revenue would be so much that I that my team will finally be good again, because I'm the sure. I'm going to say this I'm the only one here in this group whose team since he's been a fan of them. Uh, granted, yes, they've won a lot in the past. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're poor, but since they started watching their team, hasn't won a Premier League, has not won a Champions League. You all have gotten to see that. So if my team could buy all these players with all the revenue they bring in, because Kroenke only puts the money in he gets which I don't like, but that's what it is. And if he's going to get 324 million a year or billion or what we were million a year from this thing, and we're going to be great. I got no problem with that. You know what? It's our turn. I'm going to love that. Now that said, uh, I could see the other side of things. I could see people wanting competition because then I'd say, well, okay. In the premier league, um, if my team is like in fourth, because you know, Arsenal's the fourth place specialist back in the day. Now, now not anymore. Um, if they're in fourth, then I'm like, well, what is this game for? Let's rotate our young guys. No, no point in playing our, our big players in a Premier League game because it won't matter in terms of merit and getting to the next level. But those Super League games, I'm sure we'd all be watching. We'd be pumped about them. 
So <laughs> that's why I'm kind of stuck in this area. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what? Screw this. I'm not an Arsenal fan anymore. Fuck that. I'm going to be an Arsenal fan because I could watch Mbappe on Arsenal. I'm going to be an Arsenal <laughs> or fan. Or Holland. Yeah, exactly. Huh? I'm going to be an Arsenal fan because we're going to beat people. We're not going to draw fucking Fulham on Sunday. Thank Jesus. We're going to beat, we're going to win games. But, but I will agree that it will stink because in the Premier League, so there has to be, I think they need to revise things. It's, and that's clear from this. And mind you, I must say, UEFA snuck in a new Champions League format while this all happened. That, that was already planned, but yes. Oh, planned. Yeah, they still, but they snuck that in now, and they're sitting here playing like they saved soccer when yeah. they are clear they have more money to distribute. So this wouldn't be a problem if they were able to distribute more money to their Champions League teams, to the ones that bring in the money. Well, the problem, the problem with UEFA, uh, with what these, these 12 teams wanted with the new UEFA Champions League distribution, they're going to get more money, but so are other teams. Mm-hmm. In the Super League, it's just going to be them getting money. Yeah, no, no. I, I, so I, it, it is about greed. and, and, and that's The money the, they generate, though. So I'm not done with Liverpool making so much money and then having to give some of it to Sheffield that they – I mean, like, look, that's – Look, that's that's values. That's ultimately what it comes down to. But I want Liverpool to benefit the most, as I'm sure these clubs want to do for themselves. So when you look at a club like Arsenal, like they're they're hurt by it. The Manchester Uniteds are hurt by it. And the the Liverpools are hurt by it because they don't have that that money difference they get is the difference in quality that separates them from the cities and the PSG. So that would level them with that. That would be a huge difference maker in the, in those clubs. And it, it would be it would be insane. Yeah, and so that's, and so that's, that's where I agree with that notion because in the Super League, you might have a team that gets, you know, dick rammed every once in a while, but it will start evening out just like the Premier League has. And what it does is it creates three leagues. It creates a Super League, a Champions League, and a uh, Europa League. Now, the bottom two are not associated with the top one in this format that was going to occur, right? Now, let's see. Let me just take a look at this new Champions League format, right? We got Champions League. Europa League, and now we got Europa League Conference. So now we have three tiers in that one. So, yeah. I mean, you don't have too many differences in that regard. Now, the, the, again, I agree. The merit portion, you kind of screw up a bit. So why don't, you know, not we, because we obviously can't do it, but they need to find a middle ground that sends these farmers to some other competition, maybe a qualifying Champions League, comp- make the qualifying bigger for it, Okay. And then, you know, maybe they'll figure out because now that they've added Europa Conference League and UEFA does have the money because there, <laughs> there are rumors. There are rumors that they offered all these teams money to not join the Super League. Did you guys hear about that? They've offered the six Premier League teams money. And I, I wouldn't doubt it because they're crooked. So why can't there be a form or a way that you have some some sort of crazy qualifying, but that the main Champions League has the really good teams you could throw in one or two farmer teams then europa has the next level and then um there's now europa conference so eat your hearts out crystal palace i mean i don't know what what do you guys think about that see that's why i'm in between everything because you have uefa you have fifa you have all these clubs talking about how they're so righteous but, you know, like I said, Everton was part of that 1992 push. So fuck them. They're li- they're complete liars. If they were invited to the Super League, they would have gone. 
they would have said oh. yes. So and they're they're just pissed because they probably weren't fucking invited. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I, I get mad because all these clubs are like, well, we wouldn't have been like, sure, you sure as hell would have done it if yeah. someone offered you $324 million. Why do you think Tottenham's there? <laughs> yeah, I mean. And, hey, it. and it's su- hey, and, and just to save time in the pod, I think it was super rich of Leeds to come out the way they did against Liverpool, especially if you look up the way they actually ended up tanking and going into getting relegated and stuff. Look that up and, and then <laughs> see how rich it was coming from them to have that point of view. But no, so, that's just the same time. Let me ask you a kind of unrelated question in terms of like revenue um, and, and the increased revenue for these teams, increasing the quality of soccer. So I, I'm looking at a, a chart that shows um, revenue or TV revenue for all of top five European teams, top five European leagues, I should say. So at the very top, is um, obviously your Liverpool, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Barcelona, Real Madrid. After them is the rest of the Premier League teams, minus a couple, then Atletico, then the 20th place Premier League team made over 110 million euros, it looks like. 15 million euro, euro down the chart is Bayern Munich. So... This chart was from two years ago, I think. So Huddersfield made more TV revenue than Bayern Munich. So if you're saying money is going to make the quality better, why isn't the Premier League quality better or up to your standards? Or maybe it is. I think I think the Premier League quality is so equal now that it's hard to differentiate other than the, the two, three teams that win it every year. You're just, it's not the big names, but the quality is good. And Maybe maybe the best player on fucking Stoke or whatever would do well at Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, well, we've seen examples of Barca players going to Stoke and not working out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then going to Liverpool and not working but, out. But I will say, actually, before I touch on that one, that's a good question. Before I, Ari made a good point about Leeds. Um, it, I, had, I had here ready, ready, actually, for part of my rant that in 2018 – that was recent, November, Leeds and Derby was part of a group of EFL teams that threatened a breakaway in a row over TV rights. So they were going to threaten to break away from the league, all 24 clubs in the, in the championship, if the board signed a, uh, a $590 million deal with Sky for the 19 to 24. <laughs> yep. So they were going to... they're coming out in shirts like they're fucking... Like they're Spider-Man. Yeah, get out of here with that <laughs> nonsense, bro. You're not saving anyone. And Sky also acting like they're righteous as well. That, that, I mean, that's all. That's what bothered me the most. All these people that talk about, oh, you know, the game. Sky makes people pay for the games. You know, they, yeah. they're one of these platforms. They are money, money, money. And, and then you have Gary Neville coming out here. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess he made some points for that side. But, you know, I don't think here's, anyone that can Here's another thing to consider. The full details of the league weren't out. Everything about it wasn't out. And I think it's just like, yes, it get more money, but I think that's just a very emotional initial reaction. Like shout out Florentine Perez. I think I think you'd appreciate this. This dude's got a PhD in civil engineering. This guy's a smart guy who knows how to do some shit and he's good with math. Say, and like, he, he again, runs a team that's about to go bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> 
You want to put money with math? Great with math. Great. I'll put money that they uh, are in, are in. They're, they're not going bankrupt because they can leverage themselves even more than they already yeah. are. And, well, and I bet yeah, you they'll just, finish top three in the next 50 years till I'm dead. How about that? Because we're going to get the same shit till we die. This is how well, things yeah, keep because they're going to raise prices on the fans until they're squeezed to a fucking pulp. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's basic fucking, well, not basic. It's elaborate fucking finance, man. It's... If you Arsenal's, Arsenal's ticket prices are the highest in England. I'm not seeing that reflecting their quality of play. No, but they're part of the Premier League, which has the most generous like distribution rates, as we just noted, as far as revenue. Where La Liga, I mean, we, we could go on about like the differentiation between, you know, the way these man, these people who are running each team and the, the cultural differences, but like that is Real Madrid and Barcelona are two of the most valuable teams in the world. They're both in the top 10 and they are both about to go bankrupt because they have a business mindset that is just throw fucking money at the problem until it goes away. And it's clearly not working. So, I mean, you, you can be an engineer and still not be good with money. Money, well, is, I, money is not numbers. There's, uh, I'll I, tell you that working in finance, it's not. I agree. And, like, the, look, majority of these owners are actually in, in, those, in those fields and very successful at it, too. I, I would consider them successful to be owning a Premier League team and and multiple other sports businesses. Um, but I'm saying I don't, I refuse to believe that Perez would come up with an idea and get all these, these owners to agree. Cause you heard Klopp after the last game say back, back FSG. If you don't see this anywhere because Twitter is only going to feed you what you want to hear. I heard the interview myself. He said, their minds and hearts are in the right places. And let me say, let me tell, like, make this straight. Yes, I don't understand the, the culture of England because I don't live there. Look, I can only go off of what I've seen and what I think would succeed because of because I'm, I'm American. I'm here. I don't understand the culture of, of going to Stockport on an, on an away day. And I don't think I would want to do that. But more power to you if you'd want to do that. But um. So get that thing straight. So if someone's arguments, the cultural aspect, I can't comment because I don't simply, I don't live there and you know, I, I can't, I can't do that. But, um, I don't know. I refuse to believe all these small, I, I think they're all smart owners. And I, I think people want to say that they're in these things all for the money, which I think they, they are in for the money, but I think they've also grown into these clubs. Um, most of these owners, I refuse to believe that you get them all to accept um, without a decent plan just like laid out. I don't think the public got the full plan out because of just the emotional. And that's that's what's wrong with, in my opinion, the world today, especially with the pandemic. You have all these people that are just emotionally frustrated with the world and how things are going that they'll just react to something so quick. They'll say, oh, this person's guilty. This is bad. This is without seeing proof, without seeing a plan laid out. I refuse to believe that these owners would have a plan, something planned out like this that would change the sport and, and, and just be in it 
for greed. I refuse. I, I don't believe that. And you could call me naive or whatever you want. I refuse to believe that. No, that's that's a good point, Arin. But just just to add to Arin's point, I mean, I don't, I, I do agree with some of it. But I think one thing that we're forgetting is the reason why the Super League came about. Or one of the biggest reasons was also the pandemic. Like these teams have been playing in an empty stadium for almost over a year now, and that's a major source of revenue for them. Like a huge source of revenue, not just not just because of people who come into the stadiums to watch the game, but also people who go there to like just see the stadium or just tourism around the, around the stadium or things like that. They've lost a ton of money because nobody's really, they're playing on an empty stadium. The only people making money are the TV broadcasters are, and we're still losing money, but we still don't get to go see any of the games. And that's got to suck for people who are local or season ticket pass holders who would like, who are able to go in and watch the games. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a drop-off in season ticket purchase even this coming season because they're not sure about when they're going to open back up. They're trying to open it at, before the end of the season, but that's not guaranteed either. You can't, you have a couple of new strains, then you turn into Canada again, and nobody can go watch games again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's crazy stuff going on, but yeah, in the end, you know, again, I, I so I like the idea that we're bringing a discussion to the table, and that's what I like. You know, the, the one thing that held me back was that competition idea that, um, that you know, a team doesn't have to get a top something. So, like, what are you in the Premier League for? You know, that that was the only thing outside of that. I would have been a board for my team going going about this way. So, I would like some sort of a reform then to Champions League. Um, and I know they, they kind of already done it. But now I'm interested to see how the scheduling is going to be. So, my question about how they do Champions League here is, you know, in the Swiss system that we talked about, right, it, the first matches you might have a few – Eh, games but if every team that wins plays each other then technically we're supposed to get some good matches by the third match week right yeah yeah okay so if we're seeing better matches then that's good but what uefa needs to do is these clubs just prove they got six billion from jp morgan uh that uefa can put a little more money into these guys into these teams that that go far so um uh, you know, I think that that needs to that needs to happen. That's what these teams were showing. That helps them through the pandemic. That helps them through this and that. So um, we all can agree, maybe that there needs to be some sort of a change because none of us do enjoy watching um, random matches. As long as there's at least one good match, right during a Champions League time slot, we'll be okay. Maybe they won't make us pay for it because these uh, TV companies were so holy and righteous during this. Maybe they'll they'll offer it for free, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I got a follow up question though for for Arian here. Mm-hmm. So, if, you, if it was such a, if it was such a good idea, why did aside from Perez, no owner came out to defend it? Because I didn't, I didn't see any. Because they good idea. If it was so well thought out, why did you not come the, out? If, if I if I go into my you know, if I own a business and I go to all of my workers and all the people who pay for my services and say, like, I've got a, I've got an idea that is going to transform my business model and create such a better value and such a better product for all the people who buy from me. And I really believe in it and they don't like it at first. I'm going to do what I fucking can to sell them on it. And okay. not a single but- owner aside from Perez stood up and said shit. Because because of the backlash, the backlash is so much. The moment you defend it, you have to you have to 
you have to step down. You have to you have to quit your job. So that's they couldn't. I they feel didn't like want they to couldn't even do that. But, but yeah, why did exactly. they, why did they the announce it? Why did they announce it with no fanfare? To me, because if you announced it, he announced it in a funeral parlor. Yeah, dude, if you're gonna announce it to me. <laughs> this new Super League, it's supposed to be the the thing that's gonna save world football. Here's what I'm gonna have say. Have you seen the logo? We have an announcement with all of the owners standing on a podium together, wearing masks, socially distanced, repping their shit. But no, that's not what they did. They they fucking stole the league out from underneath everybody, <laughs> like the Baltimore rate, the Baltimore Colts. Going to but that wouldn't do anything. That wouldn't do anything though, because of how the how emotional the initial reaction was without no, even getting plans. Chelsea couldn't even play a soccer game. Chelsea couldn't even play a soccer game, man. But, the, the, but clearly the owners didn't know the backlash at the time. That's yeah, here's what I'm gonna say. That's not, that's not the way they presented their product. They presented their product like they're afraid of the world to see it because they knew it was shit and they didn't want to feed shit to the, to everyone. I don't that's think it thing. was. We we can't look. They you. That's your assumption. I I I. What, is, I genuinely what does Apple believe, do when they release a new iPhone that has minor upgrades over the last year? They have an investor meeting. They present it to all the top people in the world. They bring everyone in and they sit for this conference for fucking hours, and talk about the upgrades to that. You think these owners who are so self-righteous and so self-involved. <laughs> That's totally different, bro. No. no, but they're going to but they're gonna <laughs> compare an no, iPhone no, upgrade to this. No, it is not. Oh, it, it, they are, these people have been providing <laughs> products to people for fucking ages. They provide products and services. This is what they know. And they are going to, if they, if they really believed in it, they would create the same presentations. They would create the same fanfare, and they would fucking present it in the same fucking manner. But they didn't. Steve, sat, no, Steve, no, no, no. They sat there and they fucking hit it and tried to slide it under and just say, "Hey guys, here's what we're doing. Yeah, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you next Monday." And they didn't <laughs> fucking rep, they didn't rep it when the fucking world shat on it. And that is that is I think the biggest telltale sign of why it was a shit deal, and they knew it. I love the fire. This is what I wanted. Okay. So I love it. All right. So here's what gonna, yeah. So here's, here's what I'm going to say to that. Um, look, I understand the view may seem radical. And a lot of times I, you know, I, I, I do genuinely believe like Arsene Wenger said, whether it happened, whether it happened this year or next year, that whatever is planned in the next 10 to 15 years, you'll see it happen. I guarantee it. You'll see it happen. And I mean, I just think the backlash was an, an emotional uproar initially was just too much. Maybe it was the way they presented it. You're saying it's the way they presented it or, or whatnot. And you're assuming they did it a certain way because all the owners weren't on board. But let me ask you this. Um, Steven Nikhil, the past five to 10 years, um, we'll say, we'll say five or six, whatever. Are you, upset with how FSG has run this team and what they've done for the club? I mean, no. Just yes or no? I've only been a fan under FSG. I don't, I don't, I was never. So are you happy with what they've done in the past? I was never there for Hicks and Gillette. I've seen my team win a Champions League. They've gone to two Champions Leagues and won the Premier League under my, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying FSG out. That's not, I haven't said. No, yeah, I know. 
but, but you're saying you like what they're what they've done for, with the club since you've supported. Can you can you say yes or no to that? Yeah, absolutely. But okay. that's, but that's to me it, it, it's there. Yeah, I mean, but 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 they've done good. But then let me ask this to Brian: Are you happy with what Roman Abramovich has done with Chelsea? Yeah, since he's taken. All right, Jeff, are you happy with the Man City owners and what they've done for City? And all the titles they brought you? Up until a few days ago, yes. Okay. But but before that, yes. Um, I'm not going to ask my brother that. So. <laughs> you guys out of my damn club. The, only thing about, the good thing about what happened is they might get the we, – we might get them out of here, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Okay. But I'm saying they've, they've, they've put their money and we've – aside from my brother – We've all seen titles like you. You can't win titles without, I think, just caring a little bit for the club. I mean, the owners, FSG, they travel all the way from from Boston to Liverpool to watch some of these games. Um, I mean, the yeah, Sheik, I mean, no one wants no one wants to go to no one wants to like they can go anywhere they want. No one wants to willingly visit Manchester. Don't get me wrong; like it's got its cool things, but like, bro, if I have all the money in the world, what? A, what a, like you, you've had some awful takes tonight. Yeah, <laughs> this is <laughs> not really bad. Listen, like, listen hey, like, just like, you can really go anywhere bad. in the world, and you're choo- choosing Manchester, UK. Come on, dude, really? Over Ab- over Abu Dhabi, over yeah. Australia, you want to know? You want to know why? Because the gla- you want to know where the Glazers go right after watching Man United get shit pumped at home. You know where they go? The fucking Maldives. Because it's not shit to them. They don't fucking care. Do you, I mean, you're are not, you, you're are not you saying this. Are you happy? Are you happy with the Bears ownership? McCaskies? Yeah. No, I'm personally I just hope that she dies so Ms. that we can why, why are you watching it anymore? Because what do you mean why am I watching? I've been why a lifelong fan. I mean, I mean when I don't know what you're, I honestly, I don't watch the bears a lot of times. I just watch whoever's playing on my fantasy team. <laughs> okay. So that, 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 that <laughs> my, my, I watch red zone. I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch Liverpool because the ownership is making good decisions. It's not, it's not, it's not a, right. but they've been emotional calculus that I make. Like I, yes, I appreciate the, the level of or the approach that FSG is taken, but I don't sit there and like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy an FSG Jersey. Right. But that's, for, that's kind of corny though, for, because go on. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I root for the players on the field and clock. Yeah. I, that's, I try to avoid the business side of the sport. It, it's next to impossible nowadays, but <clears throat> you know, I, I don't want I don't want to know the fucking owner's names. Until recently, I didn't know other than LeBron James and FSG. I didn't know fucking Henry's name before. And I shouldn't. I shouldn't give a fuck about who bought the team. And I honestly, like, it's a minor thing. But I think they should stop calling them owners and start calling them fucking caretakers. Personally, that's part of the reason I love the Green Bay Packers. Because they're not fucking going anywhere. They can be shit but they're not going anywhere. They're not going to be bought up or they're not going to be fucking stripped out and taken to LA. They're going to stay well, in Bay, And if they fucking tank, they tank and they're my fucking team. 
Well, we have different, I guess we have different opinions. And I mean, 90% of the world would agree with you. But um, I think in 10 to 15 years, when we see this actually come into fruition, um, maybe people will say it's a good idea because it's inevitable at this point. Oh, it's inevitable, but it's going to be. I don't think it's inevitable. It's they're they're gonna they're gonna get it going through in a different way. That's ultimately these people are relentless, and that's what they'll fucking. Do. The the thing that bothers me a little bit is that the UEFA is practically bending over backwards to satisfy these top teams, like with all these reforms, adding more games to Champions League, which means more money for these teams. They're adding that that. Uh, that stipulation that the top two teams, like the top two, um, what is it? Like uh, UEFA coefficient teams that are not qualified get in. So the, the past past year, I think it would have been Arsenal and someone else, maybe Tottenham or something. They would have gotten in the Champions League. So, so there's like, <laughs> like they're bending over backwards to help out these teams. And I wonder and, why. And, you know, Juve and Real Madrid, they knew these changes were coming. They were part of the decision-making process. They, they knew they were getting help to get more money and to get more basically guaranteed to be in the competition every year. And then they go on, you know, like days later, a week later to try to make their own, you know, do their own thing. It's, it's that whole arrogance thing for these teams and you got to do that with your most valuable clients i mean you watch the fire festival i mean that dude was willing to suck cock for water i mean <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to keep your major clients to keep your organizations running i mean those are your big clients and, and i think <laughs> yeah yeah ask ask detroit how only focusing on one client paid off when that fucking client leaves your town is fucked so, uh, yeah, so let's hope that there can be some sort of reform. We can all agree that something – we need more competition, more money being earned by the teams that may be bringing in, but also something that's open. So let's hope that they can maybe – maybe this sparks some sort of conversation or some direction. I want everyone to tweet at me and give give me all the hate. I love it. All right. <laughs> and and I don't, move on. Don't, don't tweet hate to Irene because he's entitled to his opinion. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a fan of the American model and the reason, you know, for me just differentiating, I got into soccer, European soccer, because it's not the American model. So it's just a difference of opinion. So, so don't hate Irene. Yeah. Yeah, Don't hate me. (laughs) Well, I I agree. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards Irene or Nikhil or anyone here for having a difference of opinion on any of this shit. And I, agree with brian we, we don't need to spew hate to people it's not it's not why any of us got into this shit we we have a little bit of banter here and canada sucks but you know <laughs> that's just part of the the fun that we're having it's it's not malicious in any sense it, it, it would move here in a drop of a hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if i wanted to freeze my balls off i, I don't know I, I live in chicago it's down. colder you better not drop your hat if you're going to move to Canada. Chicago's cold. Chicago's colder than uh, Toronto. You, you guys have the wind chill. <laughs> well, so so with that said, I, I that's why I did the panel. I knew it was going to be juicy. I knew it was going to be good. Um, I did I did save a tweet because I thought it'd get a little dicey at some points. It didn't didn't get too bad, but um, I did save a quote or a tweet that I thought was hilarious um, because it gets on Sky's case, and you know how I feel about Sky through all of this. 
Um, this one guy tweets, his name is at Chief AFC. So there's, I mean, I, I follow Arsenal Twitter, wrote, at least Flo Perez is honest that it's about the money. Unlike Sky, who are acting like Barry from Kidderminster, a lifelong Villa fan will combust into flames if the league forms. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was a good quote. Now, before we move on to Jose, big stuff, just yes, no. Okay, here's the crazy thing. They killed, the Super League got killed. Has anyone heard about this British Super League that's being proposed now? Have you heard no. of this? Any, no? <laughs> so according to a couple sources, I shit you not, days after this ended, I was reading something that said, uh, there are some sources that are saying that Rangers and Celtic, which actually I've been wanting for a long time, would join the Premier League. Um, and the Premier League would be reduced to 18 teams with a top four playoff to determine the winner of the league. Mm. There aren't any details on promotion relegation yet. It's in the early stages. Uh, just based on those facts, 18-team league, say there was promotion relegation, 14 playoff to determine the winner. Are you on board? Yes or no? Uh, I'll just go around and ask you guys real quick. Um, Arine. You said 14 playoff to determine the winner? Yeah. No. No, I don't like playoffs, personally. I'm not big on playoffs. Um, playoffs. But I – but. Um, I, I think 18 teams doesn't really matter because I think Germany does that right now. I mean, it's, it's works there and I'm all for getting Celtic and Rangers, um, down to the premier league. I mean, I think, I think they're uh, shooting above their, or I don't know what you call it, but they're, they're way better than the Scottish league and they could be making so much more money, getting more fans and, and getting into much better games in the premier league. And they, if they could both get in, they'll still have the, um, is it the old firm that they call it there? Yeah. They uh, can still have that derby. So, yeah. Brian, in or out? If Chelsea can play against Conazquay Nomads from the Welsh League, then I'm all in. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're going to be in it. But but hey, <laughs> uh, Steve, in or out? Uh, I'm in as long as there's no playoffs. I, I agree with Brian yeah. on that. Like. I, is no one no one remembers who the president's trophy winner is except for maybe Jeff. <laughs> I feel like Toronto wins it every couple of years, but never win a Stanley Cup. It's whatever the final trophy is at the end of the year, that's what everyone cares about. And yeah, if you if you add in a playoffs that negates the Premier League season in the sense of like all you give a shit about is making top four instead of the, the person who actually did the shit and fucking won it, which is hard as hell. Right. So like, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, I like, I like bringing in Celtic and Rangers, but yeah, no playoffs. Jeff. Stupid idea. <laughs> Man of little word. What part of it? Prem- like? All of it. Prem- I, I Premier league is so good. It's so successful. Magic moments all the time. Just leave the freaking thing alone. Would you bring these two aboard, though? No. I mean, you got teams from Wales in it, though. I mean, why not? You know, you could add two from Scotland. I mean, you got Swansea. Well, uh, I would. Uh, I would let. I, w- I would. I would say this to Ra- if they wanted to Rangers and uh, Celtic. Uh, if they wanted to join, then maybe put them in. Uh, championship and let them uh make their way up even conference league north yeah Prince league north <laughs> nikhil because um, the scottish league would end at that point like it would 
Like that would be hard. It would be the same as the Welsh. Uh, to do that, to do that, I think, yeah. But the Welsh League, half of the teams aren't even considered professional. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So what I like, you you would have to take the entire Scottish system of their leagues and incorporate it into uh, the pyramid in England, like Championship, League One, and everything like that. Yeah. I guess so. I was convinced Hearts of Midlothian was a car dealership when I first heard it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, know, who knows? Uh, Nikhil, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm down for it. As long as we send City and Crystal Ballas to the Scottish League. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was when I was picking my, when I was all mad and panicking that day and I had to pick a new team, there's one team uh, near Manchester uh, called Ramsbottom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Played, I played at the Rams bottom. What about uh, <laughs> Cockfoster? <laughs> yeah. We heard about Jeff's team. Let's just say you couldn't be a fan of the top six. Everyone, just pick the one team name real quick before we go to Jose. And I promise, this is the last question. Um, who would you Who would you pick if you couldn't be a fan of one of the top six teams? Uh, I'll go in the same order I've gone before. Sorry, and who are, are we saying purely the teams who didn't make it in the Super League? Correct. Yeah, any team. If you had to pick one team and say that those teams forever were not a team you could be a fan of. In outside, outside of in the England. Super League? In, in England. England. In England. Sorry, yeah. Outside the Super League in England. I, I apologize. Oh. Uh, fuck. Uh, Aston Villa. Villa. All right. So so we got Stockport and Villa. Brian? Uh, Leicester. Leicester. I've liked them. I, I liked them since Vardy, since the year before they won the Premier League when they had basically the um, – what was it? The – Miracle not get relegated. They were in the bottom three at Christmas and then didn't get rele- relegated because of Vardy, and I've liked them since then. So Right, chat should get banged. Uh, yes. Steve. Wolves. Wolves, okay. <laughs> Nikhil? Okay, Norwich. Norwich. Oh, they're coming up. Canaries. <laughs> and they're going to be yeah. back down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's ready for Pookie Watch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh I would be – you ready for this one? This one's a bit surprising, although I think maybe one or two of you might know. I'd be Brentford. So uh, yeah, they're a good club. They're a good club. I've taken a liking to them lately. I like how they operate. They've been really – like they're very analytical. I'm a big numbers guy. They're big numbers people, the way they bring people in. And they also recently signed an Iranian guy. So if you give, you give an Iranian a chance, I'll be somewhat of a fan, even though it didn't work for Brighton. Um, <laughs> something I want to bring up before we move on, though. I don't know if anybody saw this. Gerard Piquet came out and, you know, was made a whole like Twitter post about like being against the Super League. Mm-hmm. And he got, uh, he got dragged by tennis Twitter. Really? Because, uh, <laughs> a few years ago, he came in with his like investment group. And so the Davis Cup, I don't know, it, for those who aren't aware, it's kind of like the, it's the international team tennis tournament that's I would say most equivalent to like the world cup. And, you know, it's, it, it's wild. There's most tennis tournaments. It's very quiet and reserved, but there's people in the crowds fucking like with bullhorns and all that kind of shit. And it's unique because the, the, in each tie, the, the lead team get whoever is like the home team gets to decide the surface that it's played on. (laughs) So it's very unique, but PK came in with his investment group and basically had the Davis cup like stripped for parts and made into like a world cup where it's a standardized surface, a standardized, it's all in one location, one week every year. And so tennis tournament, like tennis Twitter was all like, 
oh, oh, it soccer's for the fans, but but tennis isn't, huh? Um, it, it was it was a very entertaining day for me all around. Cheeky. I personally think PK's a little bitch throughout <laughs> his whole career. That's my honest opinion on him. Well, big Sergio Ramos guy, and they don't like each other, so. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so move, so moving on to other stuff. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, I guess he's Portuguese. Hidden under, under all this, this happened while this madness was happening. Jose Mourinho is dismissed from Tottenham one week before their uh, League Cup title game. I'm not going to call it Carabao Cup. Uh, one week before the League Cup, is it still Carabao? Uh, I don't know. Um, sure, probably. Is it Carabao and FIFA? If it is, then yeah, probably. So they're yeah. <laughs> they, they, so they got one week before their League Cup final. They bring in Ryan Mason, who's younger than f- like four or five guys on the team. That's crazy, considering I remember him breaking out into that Tottenham team too. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So you know, I was just going to ask you guys, like, first of all, what are your thoughts on Jose being dismissed when he was dismissed? The timing of it, Levy burying it amongst the Super League talk, and then bringing in. Ryan Mason for now. And then also, do you guys have any idea of who Tottenham should go for in the long run? I'll let whoever has a strong opinion on Jose going to start. We don't have a Spurs fan here. So whoever wants to kick it off, go for it. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, he managed well, your team, Ryan. Yeah. And he did well like, here and then he fucked up. It just took him a lot sooner to fuck up at Spurs. It, I read a, a bit of an article about how he he basically lost the locker room pretty quick at Spurs, yeah. and like no one on the team outside of uh, Harry Kane really, really liked him at all. So if if you lose a locker room and you're not getting results, then yeah, it's time to go. I I don't know if the timing was a coincidence. It doesn't feel like a coincidence, but I mean. He was going to go now, or he was going to go soon. So might as well boot him now. Isn't it? Isn't it though a little odd they did it a week before a Cup final? Like, isn't that a bit cruel, even for Mourinho standards? And maybe they wanted the the new manager boost for a big important game. Fuck Mourinho! I know. <laughs> Fucking dude, he should go back that to Italy. <laughs> well, he when was so rumors about uh, about him, like not bringing the team out because he didn't support the Super League or something. He told his players not to not to train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, doesn't sound like something Mourinho would do, but no, who knows? There was a rumor about that, and then and then they were saying that was the original reason, and then people later said that he went and had a meeting with Levy on Monday. It was performance-based fully is what they said. Um, seemingly, like, like Brian said, Kane was upset. Son was also upset because they found out via the media and weren't told personally, so they weren't too happy about that. Um, you know, even as an Arsenal fan, I felt like this was a bit weird and cruel. Like as a as a fan of a team that always has been fighting Mourinho teams, that you know he tends to manage the the teams that are our big rivals. Uh, I still thought this was an odd way to dismiss him. Um, they obviously have to pay him a lot of money, but I'm not sure why you don't just wait till the end of the season. Um, because do you really think Ryan Mason is going to give you a better chance to win the League Cup? Not that the chances are high anyway. But does Ryan Mason give you a chance? I mean, why not? I think they're going for Graham Potter. So overall, <laughs> long long term, you're thinking Graham Potter. What do you what What do others think? I call I called it when he got sacked. I think it's going to be Chris Wilder. Wild, oh, 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 oh yes. Okay, Brian, wow. Jeff, Maureen, any idea? Uh, 
Yeah, I think Wilder's. Yeah, I like that. I'll agree with Nikhil. <laughs> I, uh, I forgot Wilder was even on the fucking table. <laughs> What's his name from Wolves? Nuno. Nuno Espirito yeah. Santo. He can make a switch. A Portuguese <laughs> trade. Yeah, that, that was actually. It's, to, it, it is actually rumored to him going to a bigger club. He would have to get rid of half the team just so we could get in all the Portuguese players he wants. Yeah. Wait, Spurs is a bigger club than Wolves? Hmm? What are you saying? Right? <laughs> <laughs> they already went. They, so they're already starting the transport. Uh, Arin, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I think I think they should have let him play at the cup final. I think if you have a cup final, I think you should honor and let the manager that got you there finish it off. Um, and I do not think Ryan Mason, although I, I respect Ryan Mason's story and I think he was, um, under, uh, underappreciated as a player. I mean, he even made England squad. Um, I think he was a good player too until that accident happened. Um, I don't think a 29 year old can, can manage, you know, I mean, Harry Kane was in the same age group or something like that in the youth ranks. I mean, I don't. I don't think he, I don't know if he necessarily knows more about the game than Harry Kane or, or what, but I, I don't think he um, is suited for the job. And although I, I, I heard Kane go, we're going to give it everything for him. Yeah, that's different. Giving it, giving it your all is, is one thing you can hustle all you want, but if you don't come in with the right strategy or formation or whatever, I mean that you can hustle, play smart, not hard. I mean, that's, that's the model a lot of the time. So um, no way Ryan Mason's ready for that job. And I think Marino should have just stayed for after the final. So, I mean, that's just the whole honor thing. I, I, well, I feel like, you know, I know how do you fans are very excited about it for whatever reason. How, how do you know Mason's not ready for the job? Because he just lost his last game or drew his last game, right. To some bum team. I'm pretty sure. Right. No Spurs just won. He just won. No, no, no. The game before that his first game. I think this was his first game. Yeah, he's only managed one game, and they won three to he one. He has one game, yeah. And he won. What? Okay, well, I'm Spurs. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'm just assuming. Then, I mean, I thought, I thought there was like a one-one draw that he managed, but I guess I'm wrong there. Um, and, and the the reason I'm challenging you is because we've seen success success of young managers in like the NFL, like Sean McVay. Um, I forget. Yeah, but McVay's not 29 though. He's 35. (laughs) That's a big difference. He started. How long has he been the coach there? Like a year and a half. He's been like the practice team coach or something like that. No, no, he hasn't even. Sean McVay has been the coach since uh, shit. I don't know. um, 2017. So was he a coach before that of another team or college team? Not a head coach. He was. uh, assistant coach, offensive coordinator. Ah, well then, Hey, maybe, then, maybe I just, me personally, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Ryan. Mason. But hey, maybe he'll, <laughs> he'll prove me wrong. I'm a Ryan Mason fan. I understand why Spurs fans love, cause he's a boyhood Spurs, Spurs guy. That's why he grew up in their Academy and his parents are, are Spurs yeah. fans and all that. So, um, I, you know, that's a cool story. Hopefully, Hopefully, I don't actually know because I think that come at the expense of Liverpool, if I'm correct. But um, I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I want to know. I think Mourinho's better many, than Mary Mason. I've, I've got I want to know how many Tottenham players are actually older than him. I believe it was four or five, is what I read. Like on there's, there's at least Gareth Bale and Trippier, Hugo Lloris. 
Trippier is not on Spurs. Hugo Lloris. Oh, yeah, he's not on there anymore. <laughs> I, I had found – you know what? I, I, I'll let the intern run this because actually I had this earlier. But I will say this. I just wanted to add in one thing. Um, I, I do get trying to get the new manager bump. But for every McVay – and I'm not saying these managers can't be good in the future – but they didn't get things going right away. You have a Matt Nagy. You have a let's go to soccer. You have a Frank Lampard, right? What happened there? You have a Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Matt Nagy. Right? You have, uh, you know, all these young guys that come in. It's nothing to say they won't be good. But right away, um, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But, yeah, again, we'll see what happens with him. I hope he doesn't do well because I always wish the worst for Spurs. Um, but – um, you know, that said, you know, in terms of who I think will take over, because I didn't mention it, Spurs have a history outside of Jose or Jose going British, English, right? Think of who all, you know, all the people, they, you know, think of Tim Sherwood. Uh, think of who's who's the lad. They, well, I guess they have Pochettino. But I just, they, had, they had Andres Villas-Boas too, so they had Portuguese too. Okay, I guess, I guess they did. For some reason, I'm just picturing English people managing Spurs. But and that's why. How I, about um, Jurgen? Get him on there, maybe. That's my shout. Klinsman, not Klopp. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Klinsman. Fifth favorite, if I if I recall seeing recently. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I like the idea of Graham Potter. Actually, I feel like Graham Potter can can do well with them. I, I think <laughs> his his Brighton team has an XG of fifth place. They're supposed to, you know, in their expected games, they should be a fifth place team by how they play. Um, but he has Brighton. So we all know how that turns out. Um, what about, uh, what about uh, Big Sam? Big Sam. <laughs> Big Sam. Fuck Big Sam. Big. What, about, what about Scott Parker? Scott Parker has been talked about too. Yeah. Wait, a random player. shout out. How about Eddie Howe? Oh, oh Eddie. he was, yeah. I heard rumors about him in Celtic, but that didn't happen. Did it? Who did they no. end up hiring? That's a good question. Who did? Does anyone know who self-retired? <laughs> did they hire? What if it's, what if it's Gerard? No, he's Rangers. Yeah, but he could leave. He won't leave Rangers for Celtic. No, I mean, are we talking about Spurs? <laughs> oh, you're talking about Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's bananas. Ooh, if Stevie G joined Spurs, how would how would you Liverpool fans feel? Uh, I would be fine with it because I I feel like. Liverpool aren't going to hire him until he's managed a better side than Rangers okay. and proved himself out. And like, if there's one farmer's league, it's definitely Scotland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are literally two teams in that entire league. Uh, and yeah, like everyone talked about like when all the, all the Liverpool podcasts I listened to were like, Oh shit. All you can do in that league is do well in Europa and win the Scottish Prem. I, I do agree with you, but the thing is this the Rangers Rangers weren't doing so hard for like the last few years. Like Celtic was on a hot streak for a while. So like do oh. like Well Rangers were switch. Rangers got Rangers were bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, they got liquidated. Part of the rate part of the reason Celtic were so good is because Rangers were fucking financially done. But, Building that team though back up isn't easy though. It's not an easy job, and I think no, Jared did no, that really no, well. Not. But as Man City can prove, if you have the right financial backing, you can do anything. 
Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I looked it up. Ryan Mason is older than five of Tottenham's players in their squad that last match day they had. Uh, or can you can you imagine like younger than five? We've, we've all we've all played some level of sports. Can you imagine your man, your like your coach just being, you know, even a year or two younger than you and saying, "Go run laps." <laughs> That'd be wild. I, I hate <laughs> to be some, like an asshole. I'll go run laps, bitch. I, yeah, I was gonna say I hate to be an asshole, but it'd be really tough for me unless the guy was like the Lionel Messi or something, you know, like some like revolutionary player. I I would struggle to kind of take him seriously. I think Dude, personally, I, I had. I had so when I was in college, I was a sophomore or a junior in college. I coached a high school JV tennis team, just a couple, couple grand on the side. But like, I even had a fucking problem, and I was like four or five years older than these kids, and they fucking talked back to me like nobody's. I one guy spit on my car, and I about broke my racket over his head. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, and that's the next level. I like I chased him down with my rack, and I told him, "Don't fucking come back." So, oh, well, my yeah. brother, <laughs> my brother did that too with uh, with my basketball team, and uh, he definitely uh, saw us go aggro on him sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, I, but I, definitely I, no tennis rackets over cars. That's I mean, credit to you. He, I would have I would have gotten a charge. I think if if I saw that happen. <laughs> he, he spit on my car, so I was like, "Oh, yeah." So not not as bad as like breaking a tennis racket over a car, but I. What did you do to him? <laughs> well, I, I I literally took like twenty steps after him and was like, "Okay, I I can't hit this kid." So. <laughs> <laughs> no, why do you why do you do that to your car? Yeah. I don't I don't even remember. I'm trying to think. Like a lot of the kids, a lot of the kids would always like take their shirts off at practice because we practice right near a softball field and so they'd always like try to show off for the softball girls so i'd like talk shit to them like put your shirt on those girls don't want to see your fucking little skinny pasty bodies like put your shit <laughs> put your shit back on like <laughs> so that was probably part of it and this kid i think this kid had some issues at home too he he was always kind of like a little fucking uh, a little shit a little pouty little bitch, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say with the, with the extent for me, it was that our team was what about nine years, eight and a half years, nine years younger. Um, and the only, I actually only had one issue and that was, that was when you and uh, Arine and, and one of the other guys on the team weren't listening to me in the huddle. So I benched them uh, for the first, uh, <laughs> until, until the, until the first whistle for the, for the little section of the quarter they were playing in. And uh, he wasn't too happy with me, I think that day, but, uh, it all worked out. We were good. So, uh, <laughs> so that said, I have the names: Hugo Lloris, Joe Hart, Toby Alderweireld, Musa Sissoko, and Gareth Bale are all older than Ryan Mason. Um, let's wow. go to the FA Cup. Jeff, your dreams of the quadruple are over. Steve said Jeff is sad. Chelsea won nothing winners over City. Uh, Hakim Ziyech with the winner in the fifty-fifth minute, and mirroring that, Leicester getting one in the fiftieth <laughs> from. Uh, Kelly Nacho is what they call him on uh, Sam's podcast. Uh, Kalichi Ayanacho getting the winner there. So we'll have a Leicester Chelsea final in Wembley, May 15th. Uh, any thoughts on those? Um, we can't win them all. Try. <laughs> like, like people are, people are texting me, making fun of me. And so if you have to text somebody that their team isn't going to win the quad, you're probably already in a bad place. 
But you, like, but you claimed you did it the same shit to Liverpool last year. No, you do it every day. <laughs> I have never said anything bad about Liverpool. <laughs> I only say the truth, bullshit. I just asked. I just asked some questions. Okay, Jeff. Jeff, this is this is a sidebar, but question to you: How upset would you be if City doesn't win the Champions League this season? I don't know. I only want to win it really bad to, to shut everybody up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the main thing you guys haven't won. It's it's the big one. Surely you have to win yeah. it. And then you'll have to win it like five more times to match up to Liverpool. But the Premier League is the holy grail for me. That means the most to me. And I've said that from day one. I haven't wavered. But I do want to win the Champions League just to shut everybody up. Yeah, I mean, currently you've won as many Champions League as my team, man. Come on, get, up, get, get step it up. Let's go. You've won fewer than Aston Villa. <laughs> and Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, yeah. Well, Nottingham, has, Nottingham Forest has more than Chelsea. They have more than a lot of teams. Yeah. Because they have two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. So who do we think is going to win the FA Cup final? Chelsea. Chelsea? Anyone think Leicester? I think Leicester. I'm not British, so I don't care about the FA Cup. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't give a shit. Um, I think it's a 50-50. I think it's going to be a lot closer than uh, probably the odds say. Uh, if, uh, is a are he's not, he's not going to win anything. Yeah, <laughs> Nikhil, you're scarred from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do like him as a manager, but he, he, he struggles to win things. Yeah. <laughs> You care about cup on the other hand. <laughs> no. No, that, that's Energy next cup. Okay, we'll we'll mention who we think should win that one. That's next week. I got I mean City. It's against Tottenham, so City. Yeah. Everyone? City. Why are we even talking about it? City's gonna win. Tottenham. Dumb cup. Oh. <laughs> With Ryan. I mean, honestly, Jeff, how would you feel if you lose to a manager who's actually younger than you? <laughs> not not good. <laughs> wouldn't be ideal part of me is like hmm that would be interesting but no i, I don't didn't didn't uh chelsea beat uh um man city under frank lampard isn't frank lampard younger than jeff did they be are we all just taking digs at jeff's age right now wait no. frank lampard this is a bit ageist right yes it is how old is frank lampard hmm? frank lampard's 42 I don't know how old Jeff is. Yeah, we don't need to ask. But. 45. Oh, yeah, Frank oh. Lampard's... Uh, yeah, there's plenty of young managers. But Ryan Mason is young, like younger than everyone here, really, except for Arine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's only he's only older than me by, I think, three and a half years, too. That's kind of crazy. Arine managing a team to win a... <laughs> I would... Dude, oh, my God. I'd have the whole stadium boo me because of my post-conference fucking talks. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, Nikhil, that jersey, that's the Champions League jersey, isn't it? That's the it final. It's, it's, that's sick. I see the middle part, too. That's yeah, sick, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So so going over the results real quick, and then I'll let us – because we talked about the Super League. That was the big topics. Um, this week in the Premier League, we had Tottenham 2, Everton 2, Sigurds in a brace, matched by Kane's brace. Newcastle 3, West Ham 2, and probably the craziest game, probably the best game of the week. Diop scoring once for each team. Joe Clinton scored a goal that game. Uh, Lingard scored a goal that game. I mean, as he has all season. 
And Joe Willock scored the game winner in the 82nd minute, scoring more for Newcastle than he does for Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> Wolves won Sheffield nil. William, another William scoring, but it was William Jose in the 59th. Uh, Arsenal and Fulham tied 1-1. Maja and, and Ketia canceling each other out. United 3, Burnley 1. Greenwood had a brace. Cavani had one. Tarkowski getting a consolation for Burnley. Leeds and Liverpool 1-1. Mane and Diego Llorente uh, cancel each other. Chelsea and Brighton played into a awful nil-nil game. Uh, Tottenham 2, Southampton 1. Ing scored first, but Bale and Son with the two winners. Mm. Villa 1, City 2. McGinn scored within 20 seconds. Foden and Rodri scoring before uh, a red card came in for John Stones. Villa then matched the red card with Matt Cash being a, an idiot within a span of, what, like 10 minutes? And then Leicester 3, West Brom nil. No, that was today. Vardy, Evans, and Iannaccio. All right, guys, I'm just going to swing it around. Does anyone have anything big to say about any of these matches? Uh, Is there any more West Ham of a result than a 3-2 <laughs> game? Can they can they get a different result than a three two like they could go up three to zero in the first like minute and a half and they'll still give up two at some point in the game? Well, I was gonna say at least this time they didn't score the first three goals, right? Even though one of their players scored the first goal of the game, um, it was for the wrong team. Uh, so they actually came back this time, but yeah, they did lose it, and I kind of feel bad for them because they're. I mean, I guess you guys maybe not as much. But they're going for top four, and this was a real big opportunity for them to pick up three points. I just the, you bring that up just reinforce it. So in this game, West Ham scored three. Just yeah, not for their own team. It's a three-two <laughs> result for. Oh my god, they they cannot do anything other than a three-two result. That is true. That's, that's all I got. Uh, a, a quote that came out that I read on, this was actually on Facebook. Now that we're on the West Ham, uh, someone did quote, one day I will tell my grandkids that Jesse Lingard performed so well that the top six had to run away to form a separate league. <laughs> yeah. nice. so there, there's that little bit. Anyone else with a result here that surprised them they want to mention briefly? Uh, I think it's... Take as well for Newcastle too. Yeah, Newcastle. Takes them yeah. away from Takes them away from the relegation zone. Also, our, uh, rest in peace, Sheffield. Yep. <laughs> yep. Officially. officially. Yep. Officially. And I was going to say, uh, it's just a, a good a good set of results to set up a, uh, a fierce Champions League top four battle between like six teams. That's true. That's true. Uh, Jeff Rarine, any of these results stand out to you? I, I watched the Aston Villa City game, which is... It was a lot of moments. Yeah. <laughs> Two red cards. Stones screwed up twice. So Did you get nervous good. after he got a red card? Uh I did. Mm-hmm. Uh but then the second one was good. But fought in that whole game. Yeah. Was just he he's he's the stockport in Iesta. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. He has been I will give you that he's been incredible all season and uh yeah, I think what you guys are now three is it three wins away from winning the league? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So one step when, when McGinn scored, I live bet City to win. Oh and um money. Oh yeah. What was the um line? it was minus like one thirty two. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I know, right? Um So did you and, get nervous when Stone's got a red card? Uh, yeah, I did. I was very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was rooting for City. Um, but Phil Foden actually like, yo, low key, just not far off. This kid's actually really fucking good, man. <laughs> like 
I, I, I'm talking like he could start in England. Like, like he nutmegs, he nutmegs somebody like every 15 minutes. He's unbelievable. The, the yeah, his thing, first touch is his first touch is insane. The only He's thing awesome. Jeff is wrong about about Phil Foden is defending his haircut. Yeah, <laughs> and do you know do you know how much City have spent on Foden? Zero dollars. Yeah. Zero dollars. And that's the best part of that. When you have an academy player that comes up, yeah. it's just such a good feeling to see them succeed. It really is. Yeah, like Trent recently. He's been really going off. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey, shit. What? I call no, him. Do we, do we have to go no, through this it, again? Let's not. For as much as you tweet about Liverpool, you don't watch the games, do you? I watch. I have nothing else to do. So, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, the Champions League game against Real Madrid, when he headed it to the other team, yes, that was bad. But was, what that, was, I thought that was beautiful. But what about the other results in his performances? Has Two men of the matches. He's been, he's been horrific this year. What are you talking about? Two men of the matches. That ripped him. He broke two records this year, most giveaways in a game. Number one is Trent, and number two is Trent. He had 41 giveaways in one because game. That Premier League. He, okay. Yeah, that's what he does. That's, no, 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 that's, no, 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 no. That is, that is what he is tasked with doing is giving the ball into the box, driving up the field, and putting the ball into the box. It's not his fault the rest of the team fucking sucks at going up and getting the ball and heading it in. It's literally Nat Phillips and the local garbage guy at center back at this point, and they're all <laughs> – Ozan Kapek is the local garbage man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That man yeah. should have just stuck to his fucking Turkish delight shop back in Germany, bro. <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about this guy, man. Honestly. Well, where's that other guy? The olive farmer that you guys mentioned? Yeah. Uh, Simicast, <laughs> he's, not, he's not playing this year. Okay. Also, was Ben Davies a Make-A-Wish player? <laughs> No, he, he they they wanted a live person in the stands, so they they bought Ben Davies <laughs> to fucking throw him into the field. <laughs> That's unreal! Oh my god! Yeah, but it's always a nice thing though to see your academy bring people up. Now the last uh, the thing I, I guess for me, since uh since my uh my team is well, I guess Nikhil. Oh, he had to go. Okay, <laughs> oh he had to go. I was gonna give him an outro. Uh, so Nikhil's out. He had to go. Uh, it was good having him on. We're almost at the end. I do want to say this. Um, I, I do want to say uh, I would care more if it meant anything, but Arsenal got robbed. That's all I got to say. The uh, The penalty was soft and garbage. The offside was not offside. And uh, the fact they scored that late goal, people saying they got away with it, they should have murdered Fulham the way that match went. But that's that's Did all Bar I'll say. screw up? What was that? Did VAR screw up on the uh, offside there was call? A very close offside call that VAR did their thing with, and I thought it was the lines were so ridiculous. Again, oh, uh, and then there was a pen, and then VAR also gave Fulham a penalty that modulated ten, uh, which was a soft penalty in my opinion. I guess uh, you know people would have to see that to judge for themselves. And it was one of those games where like XG was like Arsenal, I believe it was like three point eight seven, and Fulham's XG was like zero point four nine. What does XG mean? I've heard you say that twice. Now. I have no goals. idea. What that is. So that's expected goals. So there's like a stat that they they've come out with maybe last like just maybe one or two years. It's not that old. Um, they've just come out with it recently that says based on like the chances and how good the chances were and the way the play was going, 
you know, w- what would that have been? bananas stat. So it's what? just some dude sitting behind a TV being like, oh, no, that should be 3-1. <laughs> like, why do you well, well, like well, no, they're basing it off, like, previous goals. Like, you know, from that spot, how often would a player of that quality score that goal? You know, like, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what the formula is. This is advanced statistic. I will say, if it's close, you, I agree with you. It's kind of wild to say one team dominated. But when it's, like, that big of a gap between teams – it's it's quite telling of, of how the game went. But that said, it's like war, right? War in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And with that said, though, Arsenal does not care about the league. They need to win Europa League. That's it. So if they play all the children, which they are this Friday or tomorrow, just win Europa League. Go for it. Kill Unai. Let's go. Um, so with that said, uh, let's go to the comments real quick. Just very brief stuff. Uh, Jeff. Last week, you claimed Canada is the best country in the world. You found this from a Twitter account called Six Buzz TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the article is an American stats company or whatever. Yeah. yeah then, then Brian said that that was according to your, their mom. A good little put in there. My, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, in Canada being the best country in the world, I, I want to hear quick, quick thoughts on this. And also the source. The source is an American uh, stat company. You can look it up. It's got to be in there. I don't have the tweet in front of me. Six. But with that being said, but with no six buzz is the is the account that shared it. Okay. It's actually an American firm, but it's our quality of life, and people like us. What are you good standing? We have a good standing. If it was really the best country in the world, more people would be trying to get in. They are they're trying to get in. <laughs> when they can't get in the United States, though. This is this is a racist conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A whole bunch of white guys talking. Uh, a bunch of America. there's a bunch oh, of anti-Canadian yeah. microaggressions going on right now, oh, yeah. and I'd, I'd like you to stop. <laughs> I will say I respect the maple syrup. I respect. Let, let me just say I I do really like Canada actually as a country. I just thought my joke was really funny. One million percent agree. There you go. Uh, so uh, Steve also pointed out this was actually less, a little under a week ago, almost similar timing. Um, you pointed out that uh, Jeff brought up a stat about Liverpool, and you stated, uh, "Turns out it's not just Jeff that is more." Sorry, Jeff didn't bring the stat. Turns out it's not just Jeff that is more obsessed with Liverpool than his own team. Um, do you remember what that was in regards to? I'm kind of scrolling through now. Oh, here we go. It was in regard to Manchester City news, so almost Jeff, saying that Liverpool are 22 points behind City and out of all cups, VVD is a convenient excuse. Um, so I was just going to ask you guys, now that this kind of came up, the discussion about people that are more in tune with your team failing than their team doing well, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that and, and how much stock do you put into your rivals screwing up? How happy does that make you compared to your own team winning? There's only there's only one team that I get happy when they are fucking miserable, and that's the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and you want to know why? So you're happy all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. well, but but here's the thing: is Lions fans like th- their team will beat the Packers twice one random year, and it's like the Super Bowl, and they will talk shit. They might be up for three quarters of a game and they are talking shit like they just won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, uh, what? 
this this is the only team that I ever like get really excited about. Like, oh, oh the Fords still own you guys, and oh, it, you just sold your best quarterback for Jared Goff. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the one. That's the one team where I take pleasure and pain. But that's also because I grew up in Michigan as a Packers fan, as a rival fan. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't take pleasure in the I don't take pleasure in Man City doing poorly. I don't I don't take pleasure in the Bears doing poorly because I think the Bears Packers rivalry is great and historically has been. Mm-hmm. So that's that's I, my take. But I like seeing like, some two some teams do bad, like the Browns and the Red Wings and uh <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, but I'm not gonna talk shit to their fans about it. I'd rather celebrate my own team doing well than, than talk shit about another team doing bad. Yeah. As much as I enjoy seeing Tottenham fail, um, I, it, you know, if you gave me the options, uh, Arsenal wins and Tottenham wins in that week that you, I would, I mean, I, I'm there to see Arsenal win. So I just, see Jeff, I, just see Jeff, I just see Jeff smiling, like fuck all of you guys. I'll celebrate no, all you guys. Sucking. Those are the chat. <laughs> Jeff. I'm eating right now, and I weigh 170 at the moment. So, because that's that's you don't have your camera on, and you haven't didn't have it on last time. Just wondering if you just got like super fat. <laughs> I'll have it on next time. I'm not. I'm not obese <laughs> yet. I think. I think the future. You know, like when you kind of have a gist of how you'll be in the future. I think I'll get. To, I think I will be a a hefty guy as time goes on. I mean, I enjoy my food. Listen, man. Yeah. I, I gained. I gained the sympathy weight. It's a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're about to have that dad strength, though. Though, I mean, get ready for that. The, yeah, people don't know about the dad strength. I'm about to be. I'm about to be benching babies all day. You're about to bust soccer balls like Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! I was. I was thinking the last. This is gonna be. This is gonna sound bad, but I was thinking last time when you, when you, when you said it, I was like. I'm genuinely happy like that like Steve is having there's some pe- that Steve's having a child like there's some people that are like I'll see on my Facebook that they're like having a child I'm like oh god like there does not like need to be another another one of you in this world <laughs> but the more 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 spawns of Steve's the better honestly so let's keep this up there you go um so so yeah, so let's go to Schalke. Now I got I added this one in. I don't know if you guys heard. Oh, this was bananas. Yeah, Schalke's <laughs> been relegated um, for the what first time in a long time. Um, relegated to the Super League. Yeah, <laughs> their players were harassed though after getting relegated. There are massive scenes of their players running away from the fans um, in the middle of the night. I, I, if you know what, I'll have the intern retweet that video because it is an electric factory video. Now the only reason. I'm not happy about it. Don't give me. I'm not. I'm not like excited. But there are two players that ruined my club that had a runaway. <laughs> Squadron yeah. Mustafi over there just. <laughs> yes, squad. I'm wondering if Squadron was caught because surely with with how he plays, he was caught. His speed isn't. You know. <laughs> yeah, with the players getting chased down in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. That's 
Bro, you know what? We saved that Turkish guy from that shit. Ozkan? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's from Chicago. He, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. He is. Although Syed probably didn't have to run. He probably just stood there and did like a fighter pose. And they're like, nope, we're not fucking with this. <laughs> he probably had a knife in his hand and everyone's like, all right, we'll pass on this one. <laughs> I mean, even if he didn't and they had a knife, they'd probably be afraid of him. Just like those guys that tried to rob him were. But, uh, but yeah, that I mean, that's wild, though, that these players had to like run away and like you could see like people sprinting fast in the video so i'll, I'll make sure we post that um, well you know um it's funny because i was watching a uh, german and i mean this is kind of irrelevant but they were predicting Schalke to get relegated at the beginning <laughs> a lot of people and you know i i, I last time i really followed shockers when they had like drag it was a while ago they had draxler and a lot of good players i just wonder what happened to them in such a short span of time where now i mean they're a big club in germany big working class city and there too. So like, I, I, w- I wonder what happened like for them to fucking be like this. That's, that's, cra- that's a crazy story, man. Kind of like ham, ham burglar. Like Weston McKinney was at, yeah. Yep. And I feel like they were pretty, I mean, I, I got to look it up, but like, yeah, it's, it's <clears> incredible. <throat> they're falling. That kind of can scary. Like it, like they were in champions league like two years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It scares me. Like my team sits in 10th. Like if we don't fix it up, there's another Schalke story out there that can happen. And you never know. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Uh, but uh, yeah. So real quickly, while, while the stats department does that check, um, I'm going to go over real quickly, the nonce of the week uh, winner from last week. I was a little shocked at this one, uh, but I think it's because we had friends of the show um, doing this. Jeff, you won. Um, for for the statement you made about UNICEF, um, although I was shocked. What did you say about UNICEF? <laughs> Jeff, are you against world peace? What did you say? You were you were there. You were there about the uh, the oxygen thing you stated, right? Was it UNICEF or did I have it wrong? Uh, oh, World Health Organization. I'm sorry, the WHO. That's right. Yeah. Oh, who? No, about Allison. Allison uh, oh, yeah. donated a bunch of oxygen, and I said. <laughs> And I said he passed the oxygen to our COVID and COVID score. <laughs> oh, no. I'm surprised that one won, though, because James Hamm, if anyone saw these. James I, don't, I don't think I voted for Jeff. I, don't, I, I did not vote for Jeff. I didn't either. Neither did I. I thought that was good-hearted, light-natured fun. Yeah. James Hampton uh, did not win. He's the guy that threw a dog around. Um, so there's that. That's yeah. That's wild. Wild. yeah. That that is definitely wild. Um, oh, it, in terms of the right back debate, there was a we did a poll. We did some tags. Sixty one percent went with Trent Alexander Arnold. Twenty two percent went with Kyle Walker. Eleven with Reese James, and six with Kieran Trippier. Um, so there was that in the baseball. Now it wanna, sounds like eighty nine percent of the people that voted were wrong. <laughs> So Brian's not having a loose change, not winning that vote. Um, and also in the Mount Rushmore of baseball stadium food, are in with the 60 to 40% win with the grilled sausage, nachos, peanuts, and pizza, beating out hot dog, pretzel, lemon chill, and sunflower seeds. Steve did mention um, he's shocked um, that the White Sox guys didn't pick something more relatable to guaranteed rate. Now I'll say this. It's been a minute it's since i spot. I'm going there tomorrow. So I, you know, this list would be changed. I'll let you. I helmet nachos. Honestly, guaranteed rate has the best food of any baseball stadium yeah. I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. The, the Merck's cheddar burger. You guys know Merck's cheddar. 
I've heard of it. Oh, I yeah. just it, yeah. put a fucking glob of it on top of a burger and just let it melt on it, and it's fucking it. It's one of the best burgers you can get at any baseball stadium there is. Do you know which gate that's at? Because I'm ready to have some baseball food tomorrow. Like oh, I am going to go ham. Two or three years ago that I got it, it was on the it was on the main it was on the main floor. Um, okay. Behind it was behind uh, home plate. Okay. Somewhere. I'll have to give a look because I'm I'm <laughs> so excited to have like ballpark food and like just, it's gonna be cold. Dude, but I'm excited to be at a game. Yeah, I mean, you know, what? guaranteed rate. Guaranteed rate has such diversity of food. It's it's like a it's lot cool. of Latin based food, but also a lot of like Polish food. Mm-hmm. And just it's the great all the great parts of Chicago yeah. come together in one place because you don't get that at you don't get that at Wrigley. No, Wrigley is just like we'll give you a That's- shitty hot dog. And you can fucking cram it down with a twenty dollar beer, yeah. And that's all there is to it. That's an old style, but yeah, guaranteed drink. I, uh, I, I very high mark for the food. Would, and yeah, all there. How I would explain it to like, I mean, uh, Jeff, have you been to uh, Wrigley or the the G spot? I've been outside uh, Wrigley. It was at like okay. one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you couldn't do that for the Sox Stadium, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like how I'd explain it to someone like Jeff is like Wrigley super traditional in every sense. Even like you still have fans with the hard hats and the bleachers and like the food is very, like very classic. Like I, they're definitely not known for the foods. Whereas like the white Sox are kind of updated and all that on all that stuff, but just, uh, still lacking in the fans department. I mean, like they're like half filled. Honestly, it's just sad, but I feel like I feel like guaranteed rate is the place you go and you you see the guy sitting by himself with his shirt <laughs> off, just fat as hell. But he's got like eight plates of nachos in front of him, a hard hat of ice cream, and yeah, he's got his headphones in, listening to his favorite broadcaster, normally Hawk. Just going on about the fucking White Sox and how <laughs> her umpire is fucking robbing him. I love Hawk, man. Everyone hates him. That's not a Sox fan. I love him. No, it, it, you know, we get, with the Red Wings, we got Mickey Redman, and it's you. You love your guys, and the the everyone hates him because yeah, you, he's such a homer. But like. Of course, he's going to be a fucking homer. He is the white. He's the voice of the white. That's white-sides. true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I got no problem with him. But yeah, it's actually, United United Center has really good food too. Actually, with the beef and I know I'm kind of going on, but the beef and the pizza in like that little area. I forgot which end it's in. It's a uh, it's a hundred level. Yeah. But uh, oh. Yeah, their beef is electric, huge. Um, so. The one thing I wanted to ask you guys, no one responded on Twitter, so I got you all here. How do we want to run that Mount Rushmore that we did last time with the panel? Um, are you guys – so option A is I randomly pick – I do a generator, and I can show you if you want eventually, not today. Three on one group and two in another, and then they face off and two face off in the final. Or we do matches of two on two – or one on one, sorry, and then one person gets a lucky bite of the final based on how I draw them. Just do three and two. Yeah, in my opinion. It's okay. it's if you try to do like multiple face offs, it's it's Wild. gonna be more than <laughs> okay. 
So I'll just do a random number generator. You'll just have to trust me. The first three I'll put in one matchup. The next two I'll do in another. Um, I'm I, losing the fighter one too because we're just going to assume that I put Ronaldo in a Royal Rumble against Akeem Fenwad. No, no, no. This, so, was for, no, this was for something else. This was for... Uh, no, I know, I know. But that was also championship a team. possible fall. But I would get wrecked in that because <laughs> Royal Rumble Ronaldo. I don't know about that one, dude. <laughs> So that said, yeah, I mean, hey, you never know. Um, let's go to the predictions. And that's the last thing we're going to do today. Um, you know, Gambling Corner, everyone put that on uh, Twitter. Uh, and also, I want to give a shout out to Brian. Helped our intern a lot. Got the results in. And they'll be there. They'll be here next week as I, as I add them up with the others. So I promise. So that's good. We got the results. They're in. So everyone go ahead and make your picks. We got eight matches this week. Okay, so the averages might be a little down, but that's that's all we got. Spanning from tomorrow to Monday. So turn your TVs on tomorrow, even though we're going to get wrecked with uh, half our team out. Um, Arsenal, Everton, tomorrow at the Emirates. Um, I'll just go. We'll go. um, So Steve's not here right now. We'll go Arreen, Brian, Jeff, and then if Steve's back, and then me. Yep, he is. Okay. Um, Arreen, Jeff. So Wait, Arreen, Brian, Jeff, Steve, I'll I'll just go um, two two and is Richarlison healthy? Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Richie. All right, Brian. I'll go one one. Is Lacazette healthy? Nope. No Lacazette. No Aubameyang. <laughs> um, never mind. I'm changing mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I'll go no two nothing. Bro, no Odegaard. Yeah, oh yeah, God. three nothing. Emerson. <laughs> three nothing. No two two. two? two. Okay. You got Richarlison two nothing. All right, Brian. Yeah, uh, Arsenal zero, Everton one, uh, Richarlison. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, is Calvert Lewin hurt? Um, yeah, I think he's fine. He is. He's not playing. Uh, then uh, same as everybody else. Two nothing. Uh, oh, what's his name? Richarlison. Yes, Richarlison. Okay, Steve. I'm gonna go one zero, Thomas. Yeah, I got 2-0 with Charleston, but I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Inketia does a madness, but that won't happen. Um, Liverpool and Newcastle on Saturday. This is the beginning of the Saturday games. I, uh, oh, we'll go same order. Sorry. Um, optimistically, 2-1, and I'll go Mo Salah, maybe a pen. Okay. Uh, I have the exact same thing. Okay. Jeff? 2-1, uh, Newcastle, Salah. Okay. Steve? Uh, 1-0 Liverpool Jota I might be overestimating I got 3-1 Liverpool Salah I just feel like Newcastle plays very open uh, West- Both teams kind of need it That's I mean true. they're both fighting That's For those, for those like- who forgot Li- Newcastle Liverpool is what Started our Downward spiral to hell We were we were on top of the league Until we played Newcastle And then got our dicks kicked in by everyone Across oh. England So so we'll, we'll see. Hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely hate to see it. In what I consider the match of the week, West Ham and Chelsea. I think it should be a really good one to watch. Arian, what do you have? Um, Chelsea two nothing, and um, fuck, man, I don't even know who the fuck scores for Chelsea. No <laughs> Mounts? Mounts? Does he still play? Yeah. Yes. All right. Don't pick Timo Werner. No. I have uh, West Ham 0, Chelsea 1, and uh, Ziyech. Okay. Jeff? 1-1, uh, one, one, Werner. Okay. Steve? 1-1, one, 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 Mount. 
I've also got one one, but because so many of Chelsea's guys scored different, I'm going Antonio for West Ham. Um, Sheffield and Brighton. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to watch this game. You have to be really bored to see Sheffield and Brighton. Sorry, what do you have? I don't know. I definitely want to watch it because I love watching these mediocre teams play. <laughs> um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, you said Brighton and Burnley? <laughs> Sheffield and Brighton. Oh, Brighton, the 2 nothing, and Neil Mape. Even oh. if he's dead, I'll still pick him. Yeah. So, yeah okay. He's playing. Yeah, I have, the exact same, I have the same thing. 2-0 Mape. All right, Jeff? 3-0 uh, Mape. Okay. So, Steve, are you doing a Mape sweep? 1-0 Mape. And I'm picking 0-0. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be as – because here's the reason. Brighton's last two matches have been 0-0, and they've played in four 0-0s since late January. So that's my little take on Brighton. Um, Wolves-Burnley on Sunday. So then we're on the Sunday matches, are you? Um, I'm sorry, what would you say? Wolves-Burnley. <laughs> um, Wolves, uh, Wolves won nothing. Okay. And um, I'll give it to, uh, let's give it to the muscle man, Triore. There you go. <laughs> Brian? Uh, Wolves won, Burnley nil, Neto. Okay. Oh, Neto's dead. <laughs> Neto's dead? Yeah, he, uh, he, I think he tore his ACL. Then Triori. Triori, okay. Jeff? Do nothing, Triori. Do nothing, Triori. All right, Steve? 2-0. Willie and Jose is going to keep that streak alive. Yep. I've got 1-0 and I also <laughs> have William of the wrong variety. William Jones is scoring. Uh, Leeds and Manchester United. I think last time they played Manchester United murdered Leeds. So Leeds might be out for some revenge. Arian, what do you have in this one? Um, I'll go 3-1 United. Um, Biesla said he's coming out with the same game plan. So um, don't know why you do that. But you know what? I don't see a different result. 3-1 and then I'll say Rashford because he's a cool guy. Okay. Uh, I also have 3-1. I got Greenwood keeping it up. Jeff. Uh two two Bruno. Okay. Steve. One one Greenwood. I got two nothing <laughs> Bruno for United. Uh Aston Villa West Brom, the last game on Sunday. Again, I'm not sure if we're all gonna be watching this because I don't think Grealish is playing. Uh but yeah, Villa West Brom Marine. Who do you got? The Derby though. Um That's true. That's true. Man, they're both shit, aren't they, at the moment? I'll go I'll go Villa. And uh, no, fuck it. One one. Okay. One one. And I'll say uh, <laughs> Robson Canu. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Brian. I have Villa 2, West Brom 1, and Watkins. Okay. And I, he scored, I think, last game recently, yeah. but he has not been scoring much in the last two months. True, true. Jeff, who do you have? 2-0 uh, Watkins. Okay. Steve? 1-0 Watkins. Yeah, I've got 2-2, two, two, but I'm not ballsy enough to pick a West. I don't think anyone in the history of the world has picked a West Brom score, so shout out Arine. But uh, I'll go 2-2 two, two Watkins uh, also. So Man, I wish this one had fans in it, though. The Birmingham derbies are kind of crazy. That's true. That would have been much better with fans. Leicester and Palace, big game for Leicester. It really is. Uh, on a Monday night, though, could get tricky. What do you guys have with Leicester and at the KP? Arine. Um, who are they playing? Leicester and Palace. Oh, Lester's gonna shit pump him. You know what? I'm gonna go off and say for nothing, Jamie Vardy. Okay, Brian. Uh, Lester two, Palace nil, Ianacho. 
Kelly Nacho. All right, uh, Jeff. Uh, three to one, Vardy for Leicester. Okay, Steve. I'm gonna say I'm 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 gonna call a I'm gonna call a draw. Okay. One all, Vardy. All right, and I've got. I'm gonna take Leicester. Th- I don't think this is the week that Roger <laughs> falls apart. I got Leicester three, Palace one, Jamie Vardy, and that's it for this week, guys. A uh, uh, fun episode. Uh, good banter on the on the panel is always. <laughs> I'm gonna get so much hate. Well, we'll no. I mean, we'll see. It'll be. I think it's good for everyone to hear all sides. They might come at me too. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's good to hear all sides. See what happens. Any last words for uh, anyone? Um, you know, I'll, I'll. Anyone have anything to say? Um, would you guys rather have Hakeem Zayach on your team or Mares? Mares. Mares. How old are they? Ah, uh, I don't know. For for a quality sake, they in their prime. I'm still taking Maras. Isn't Hakeem Ziyech younger though right now? Ziyech yeah, but what about Wait, Ziyech is 28. Yeah. Oh, I'll take Maras then. Maras is 30. Yeah, I'll take Maras. I thought Ziyech was like 22 or 23. Then I would have. Oh, I think Maras is one of the most underrated players in the world. That dude can fall out. Yeah, insane. no, he's really good. I just thought with ZH you'd be getting a guy like 22 or 23. I didn't know he was 28. I asked that because what someone that I know was very adamant and trying to argue Zayach over Mahrez. That's yeah. why I just wanted to see. No, he's so quick, so good. Uh, any other points to be made? I I will say one thing. Unai Emery, we're coming for you, baby. We're <laughs> Let's go. Thursday, I'm teaching a class during this game, but, but um, oh you know, they play two Thursdays in a row, guys. Watch for that game, Arsenal and Villarreal. We're coming for Unai. Um, so no, nothing else from anyone? Uh, MLS is back, by the way. So uh, shout out to MLS supporters. That's all I'm going to say. MLS, there you go. Yeah, Fire got a draw 2-2. Uh, Jeff, Toronto lost to club foot. What happened? To who? <laughs> so Montreal. For those that don't, Pozuelo, uh, Pozuelo is out. Altidore's out. Okay. Um, but we're signing this wonder kid. Apparently, he's like shorter than Javinko. <laughs> That's bananas. What? He's he like, yeah. 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 And he's supposed to be. You should see his highlight reel. It's wild. It's what like country? Uh, South America. Um, Venezuela. Okay. Well, so I will say this. Yeah, the the one's asking. So I, I thought this was a joke when I saw it in the summer, but when I saw this table the other day, it was real. Montreal has changed their name to Club de Foot Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Literally says foot, F-O-O-T. So check that out. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the wildest names you'll ever see. So I gave, I was giving Jeff shit about how Toronto lost to Club Foot. We um, call them the Club Foot Fetish. There you go. Exactly. The, the Rex Ryans. Um, so, <laughs> so with that said, um, we'll, we'll turn it over to the guy that Arsenal's going to torch up this week, Unai Emery. He's going to ship pump you. <laughs> Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. 